sit back and get ready to have the most fun you ever had with an electronic device. Danny Avija, he's out of Israel. Wasn't he in a Star Trek movie? He was. Avija, Avija, yeah. Was the first? He's actually, he's actually the Voyager one space. I believe it was Voyager six with Beaver. No, oh, okay. Well, you're a bigger nerd than I am. But apparently, we're both. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome out to the log room. It is Wednesday, January twenty seventh, two thousand twenty one. Jersey Johnny coming at you. And with me, as always, are none other than Mr. Radio Pete Mr. Harry Lugnut. Say hello, guys. Hello, guys. Howdy. How the hell are you today? You know, I don't know. I think I'm okay. Uh, well, I wouldn't know. You would. I hope. Um, Depends on how you ask. Okay is okay. Okay, okay is okay. Okay is okay. In, in, in this case, okay. Well, it's not okay. good. Okay isn't good. Good is good. Yeah, you know. Okay is okay. Okay is okay. I think in these times, okay is... Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Someone goes, how you doing? And they go, okay. And yeah. like, thank uh, goodness. That's, I'm that's glad to hear good. that. I'm lousy. <laughs> Thanks You're okay. For that's pretty good. You're okay. I hate you. Yeah, these times are a little, you can shift the uh, the, the uh, average there. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, line, yeah. the line moves. It's fluid. It's yeah. The language is fluid. Yeah. Exactly. So in any event, uh, it is the 27th of uh, January. And uh, today is a uh, very auspicious occasion uh, anniversary-wise. Um, it's the 30th anniversary of the uh, 91 Super Bowl uh, for the 1990 season. Uh, Super Bowl 25, that is, played by the Giants and the Bills, uh, hence the jersey I'm wearing tonight. Um, for those of you just listening to the audio podcast, I have a Super Bowl 25 uh, Mark Bavaro jersey on. Mark Bavaro you know, negligee on. Mark Bavaro negligee I have on, yes. Uh, <laughs> the, the panties are amazing. He's, he's got a amazing. he's got wide right thong on. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, unfortunately, it's wide right and wide left. So it, it kind of covers both. Or not, yeah, depending on how you look at it. Or don't look at it. Anyway. I, um, yeah, let's not look at it. <laughs> let's not look at it. Uh, in any event, yes, uh, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 25 was happening uh, 30 years ago right at this moment. Uh, it's probably somewhere uh, just finishing. I bet, I bet there's a group of fans somewhere that are watching the they tape prob- of it right yeah. now. They get oh, together no, they, every year and they're like, let's watch that Super Bowl that they, they want. put it on at 640 at, at game time. They put it on. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Had, had Whitney singing the national anthem, which was one, probably the best national anthem to date. I still say. Is that the one where um, she was sweating like Patrick Ewing in overtime? Uh, I'm not sure. Was it? <laughs> yeah, I, I was, think so. Yeah. She was. Yeah. Mm, well, whatever. Don't want to trash Whitney Houston. Well, we should definitely thank Marv Levy for not realizing that if he just ran the ball, that he could win the game very easily. So <laughs> thanks, Marv Levy, for yeah, I, for, I, for you know making the '86 Giants championship team look refined compared, compared. to the 1990 Giants championship exactly. team. Well, who, who knew that Thurman Thomas was any good? Yeah, I, I, I think like I the '90 team is one of my favorite teams of all time. Having said that, if you really think about it, it was probably the ugliest team to ever win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Not just, yeah, I mean, they just beat. It was it was a back alley brawl. Yeah, and, was. Uh, yeah. and, it, and it, thanks to Bill Belichick, uh, uh, you know, thank you. You know, yeah. he, he he ran a scheme, and it wasn't until the halfway through the fourth quarter that Marv Levy figured. Well, they only have two down linemen. Maybe we'll maybe if I run the ball, this will help. <laughs> and. Uh, yeah. 
thank God that Scott Norwood missed, and uh, there wasn't another three minutes left in the game because it, it would, you know, Buffalo could have scored another two touchdowns. It could be different. You know who knew well. that uh, Thurman Thomas was just, was good? Uh, the, the, creators, the creators of Tecmo Bowl. Yeah, yeah. they knew. That is that guy is a nemesis on that game. He might be one of the most underrated players of all time. If you if you play the Bills in any of the Tech Mobile games, uh, you just pick one of the Thurman Thomas run plays every play, and you you try and cover the pass, but you pick a run play because if you pick a pass play and they give it to him, he's gone touchdown. You know, him and Roger Craig of that era were sort of like the prototypical dual threat. I mean, they took it to another level. You know what though? I mean, in that game though, I mean, as as good as Thurman Thomas was, once he once <laughs> once he got going, um, once they gave him the ball, once they gave him the ball, um, the you know, Otis Anderson though. I mean, to talk about well, totally gritty. Different. I mean, that, that know, personified. Nasty, yeah. There's two. There's two plays that personified that season for the Giants. The one was Hostetler literally putting his helmet in the middle of Richard Dent's chest and driving him into the end zone in the playoffs. Right. And then the second was the the forearm by Otis Anderson. Oh yeah. You know, right. who at that point was, I think, 80 pounds heavier than he was when he came in the league. He was like a pulling guard. They just, instead of him out, <laughs> they just handed him the ball. You know, he was like Bart Oates, but they gave him the ball. Yeah. It, he was he was great. I mean, that's what personified that team. It, what did they, how, how many times did Hostetler throw the ball in that Super Bowl? 19? 16? 11. Small, small yeah. amount, yeah. They, yeah. they just ground, grounded it out. I mean, they they... They started the second half with the ball, and yeah. they there was like three minutes left in the second half when they finished that drive. Oh, the Giants' yeah. defense played incredible. Everson Walls was spectacular. Who, uh, who had more pass attempts uh, uh, in the Super Bowl, Hostetler or um, what's his name? Kelly. For the Ravens. Oh. No. <laughs> Flacco. Flacco. Well, Flacco be, sort of was, is kind of like the, you know, the next generation of Jeff Hostetler. Slightly – Slightly more talented, maybe not as quite as tough, but yeah. I mean, Hostetler was a mobile quarterback. He was he was just he put himself in harm's way way too much. Way too much. Way too much. And he was actually had a couple really good. I think it was two, maybe three seasons with the Raiders when he went out there. But his his, he he always got up and his helmet was sideways. I don't think I ever saw him slide. (laughs) No, no, he didn't. He just yeah. But he took a licking and he kept on ticking. So he had that. Cheesy UPS driver mustache. Yeah, and, I knew you. I was waiting for you to say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he was kind of a cartoon come he to life in many ways. Thirty years ago, that man right there was calling him the UPS man. So he just he just looked like. <laughs> I mean, come on. Let's face it. If Jeff Hostetler dropped a package off at your door, you'd thank him and say, not even blink. You know, twice. Absolutely. Of course. Absolutely. I'm, I'm also the same person who says that if Phil Sims doesn't get hurt, the Giants do not win the Super Bowl. Uh, that year. Yeah, and I'll stick. I'll stick with that because. Phil Sims may be one of the most overrated Giants yeah, of all. Time. I, you know what? I, I still I still loved Phil Sims, and he still holds the Super Bowl record for completion percentage. And and he was the first. He had a great Super Bowl, but yeah, he didn't he have a great, great year. Super Bowl. In no, I mean they were they were a gritty team back then too. It was, like, it was like a back. It, it, was a, it was a street brawl that entire yeah. season was. He sort of had know? a little bit of Daniel Jones itis too. Right. Many interesting. But I say the there. same thing. As much as I like Phil Sims, and and always will respect him, and always will be thankful he was the Giants quarterback. Um, if, if Phil Sims does not get hurt in that Bills regular season game, I think it was week uh, 14, maybe 13, 14. Um, yeah, if he doesn't go down hurt, uh, Giants don't win the Super Bowl. Um, but, yeah, and you mentioned Everson Walls before. I just had that picture ready. So that was. The Wasn't cover, he on the cover of a. Uh, cover Sports Illustrated. Sports right Illustrated there. Yeah. And that was the cover right there. Th- thanks, Cowboys. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 
He wasn't uh, doing much with the Cowboys. Then we got a comment here. <laughs> uh, John Donovan meant, uh, uh, says uh, has a comment here, and um, I think he was referring to your Ravens comment before, uh, Pete, but uh, it's just amazing the one word that he put in this comment. Ready? <laughs> Dilfer. Yeah, that's Dilfer. Well, here, here's – I can't right, remember his name. Here's some, here, this is going to blow your mind. This is how – Dilfer! This is how that's much the Giants controlled the ball in that game. Hostetler threw the ball 32 times. He went 20 for 32, 222 yards and a touchdown. Jim Kelly went 18 for 30 with only 212 yards. Hostetler had more yards passing than Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was just, it was, it was, it was a crazy game. It was an amazing game. And yeah, you're You're absolutely right. There's another two, three minutes in that game and Buffalo wins. Um, yeah, but you know what? It, there wasn't, <laughs> they no. didn't. So, um, yeah, there we go. That's and that's uh, back when a forty-two yarder was that's, uh, much more of a gamble. It was forty-seven. Uh, that he forty-seven. Made. Oh, okay. 47, so that yeah, yeah, even even worse. I don't know. I I, I want. I think extra points are the biggest gamble in today's NFL. Absolutely. How many extra points do these guys miss? They can kick a sixty-yarder, but they can't kick an extra point anymore. It's they just can, yeah. Yeah, I guess it gets in their head. I don't know what the hell it is. They uh, um, in the uh, Chiefs game. We'll talk about it in a little. Well, they we'll they moved the it game, back but... a little bit, right? Oh, they moved it back, and I think what happens is, you know, a the guys who have been in the NFL forever are not used to it, and b the guys coming out of college are much are used to the chip shots too. So it's well, it's, it's a it's a twenty three yarder now, right? Yeah, something, something like, like that. It's like, it's like a twenty three yarder. Well, what's um, it before? It was on. The, it was an. It was a twenty yarder. 20 no, yarder. Uh, it was a, it's no, a thir- it's a. Yeah. It's more than 23 15, now, right? 20, it's, it's 33 yard. It's 33 yard. 33 yard. Yeah. 33 yard. Because they, they kick from the. Uh, they used they to kick from the two. two. Yeah. They used to kick from the two. They line up on the 15 now. So they kicked from the 10 yard line. It was a 20 yard field goal or extra point at that point, obviously. But now they line up on the 15. So they got it at the 23. So it's a 33 yarder. That, there was, yeah, that's, that's where the 23 came into my mind there. It was, it was, was on the 23 yard line, but it's a 33 yard. That was a uh, great move. Point. That was totally necessary. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, there we go. John John Donovan says, "Yeah, thirty. It's a thirty yard, uh, thirty yarder." There you go. Thanks. John. All right. So we so we got the Super Bowl reminiscence, and the we figured out how and we figured out how far the extra point the extra point is, and there's nothing else in the NFL. Nothing happens. else screams oh, ratings like the 1991 Super Bowl <laughs> and the history of extra points. Well, it's just that it's today. It's the uh, it's uh, yeah, the. So. Uh, it's the, uh, the used to drop kick it with my leather helmet on the side. You could still like, do just that. Drop it, you swing your leather it. helmet, and hit it. Yeah. So, but uh, in any event, yeah. So, congratulations, or happy, I shouldn't say congratulations. Happy anniversary to the uh, 1990 Giants on your 30th anniversary of your uh, Super Bowl 25 win. Anyway, and speaking of uh, the MVP of that Super Bowl, Otis Anderson, just to get a couple of quick Giants things out of the way here. Um, on a podcast the other day, he said that Saquon Barkley going forward should watch what Wayne. I want your take on this. Saquon Barkley going forward should watch what Wayne Gallman did this past season, and he uh, um, meaning not get hurt. <laughs> well, I guess that might have something wait to for do, your but, blockers. Well, he drew similarities between himself and Saquon, um, meaning in the beginning of his career he was all about the the home run. Uh, he just wanted to, you know, every time he got the ball, he wanted the home run. He wanted the home run. Wanted the, that was what he was. And in his first season, when he was first in the league, he was with the, the Cardinals. Uh, his first season, he had like 1,600, 1,700 yards. So he was getting the home run. And then the opposing teams figured him out. And then he and then not so much anymore. Kind of what happened with Saquon. 
and he kind of reinvented himself. And it was just you got to get those. You got to worry about the two and three yard runs. Get the two yard run. Get the three yard run. Get the four yard run. Forget about trying to make something happen on every play, and just get the two yard run. Get the three yard run, and eventually you're going to break one, and you'll and you'll run it, and and so forth and so on. Now that's not what Saquon Barkley's about. We know that. What he's about is the flash. Is is the is is the home run, and every time he he gets he's got the ball. But that was season one, not two. And he was hurt, not three, and he was hurt. Yeah, do we even season. have enough evidence to really say this is what Saquon Barkley is all about? We don't. We don't. And that's what that's where Otis Anderson was going. And I think, uh, you know, I mean, the Clemson had a little to do with it um, with Wayne Gallman. Because uh, he, he, he said when he first met Wayne Gallman, he always liked him because uh, he found out that he was the running back that was the featured back on a national championship that Clemson won. And uh, so he's always, you know, uh, he's always liked him for that. And then what he was able to do stepping up for, for uh, Barkley this past season. So I don't, I don't know that Barkley should do that. I'm just saying that's what Otis Anderson said on the podcast. Otis, Otis Anderson was around a long time. Long, he, long time. He was, on the 80, he was on the 87, 86, 87 team, wasn't he? He was, he was, he was on the Giants for both of the Super Bowls in, in yeah. the 80s. Yeah. And, he, and he, did, he didn't play much because wasn't that Rodney Hampton time? No. Rodney no, that Hampton. was later. That was the 91. Little train, little train time. The, uh, the, the three running backs actually on the '86 team were Joe Morris, uh, Otis Anderson, and uh, um, George Adams. Actually, Jamal Adams' father, George, <laughs> um, was uh, was a running back or running back or fullback. He was he was a back on the uh, Giants '86 team. But um, yeah, Rodney Hampton was on the '90 team. Um, we got, and he got hurt, right? He got hurt. He, that was his, uh, That's that was why, his first year. So the Giants went into the playoffs with that, without their starting running back and their starting quarterback. That would be correct, yes. Yeah. And they won it with their with That's Otis Anderson. That's what you call a winning they, formula. They won it with Otis Anderson, who was in his 15th season as a running back. That's right. OJ. And, OJ oh, he was well-rested. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and Haas. So, well, there you go. And the other thing I wanted to mention, too, is that Eli Manning uh, and John Maris sat down together uh, the other day. They had a sit-down. Uh, apparently, uh, Mara wants to get Eli back involved with the team in some capacity, not like a coaching role or anything like that. But run, like, Eli, run. Like a mentor or something like that. And he, he apparently still speaks with uh, Daniel Jones all the time um, or, or a good amount of the time, whatever. Um, and Eli was quoted as saying uh, he's, he likes where DJ's going. It's, uh, he's learning. He's learning. You know, last year was the second year. This year coming up is going to be very important. You know, it's his third season. If he wants a contract after his fourth season, he's going to have to do something this year. So. Is Sam Darnold learning too? Well, that brings us to the Jets. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Jets have a lot of uh, options at quarterback. Um, the Jets just signed Tre- Trevor Bauer. <laughs> so Trevor Bauer is going to be pitching for the, for the Jets. going to be playing quarterback. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. They might uh, be able to get three wins. Maybe. <laughs> I think um, so. He only plays every fifth game. I was yeah. going to say, he's not going to want to play every Sunday. So no, no. He needs a couple of runs. He's, yeah. couple and he's, he's only good to the third inning. I mean, the third uh, quarter. And then the third quarter, and then you've got to bring in a reliever. In a reliever. <laughs> two, two or three, depending on the situation. So, uh, anyway. <laughs> I'll have to use that. Anyway. Um, yeah, no, I mean, Deshaun Watts is still out there. and He wants to go to the Jets. He, he wants, wants to, to go to the Jets. Deshaun Watson wants to go Do to the Jets. Do whatever you can I, to get him. He yeah, wants but, 
to is go that actually to the true? Jail. Yes. Is yes. that actually true? Yes. Did he reaffirm yes. that? Because I'm hearing yes. now that he never supposedly, actually said that. Supposedly, it's on very good authority. Well, he doesn't want anybody to know that because he doesn't want to play <laughs> his hand. But supposedly, it was between Miami and the Jets, and he prefers. The he Jets. prefers to go to the Jets. So it's, all, it's all about Robert while, he is, while he has this something, some sort of derangement syndrome going on, take advantage of it. <laughs> Can't disagree. Yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah. Um, I mean, it would be it would that that's the equivalent of somebody going, "I really want to go to the Knicks." <laughs> sign, yes, you know, take Re- advantage of it. Really wants to go to the Knicks, and it's not like uh, um... I mean, if Deshaun Watson wanted to go to the Knicks, I would sign him for the, <laughs> for that. You know, I mean, it's just uh... no, I. I well, hey, the, the the Knicks had the Knicks had a good quarterback, uh, you know, on the team. In the they 90s. had the best quarterback in New York. Best quarterback in New York for many years in the nineties. Yeah. Yes, they did. Yeah. Uh, and Lewis. I believe he was uh, um, Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, was a Heisman Trophy winner. And uh, who was his coach? Jeff Van Gundy. No, um, <laughs> in college. In college. Uh, oh, well, who did he play uh, for? Charlie Ward played for Florida. Was it Florida? Not the check. Yeah, I forget. Well, anyway, whoever his coach is, is a very famous guy. Said he was the best quarterback he ever coached. Oh yeah, yeah. no, I, I remember. I remember that statement. Who said it? I'm yeah, sure. he said, "Who's the best quarterback?" You know, who, oh Charlie, Charlie was yeah, Charlie, Charlie, whatever, whatever the hell his name was. And he didn't want to play football. He to play nope. basketball. Yeah. So, all right, well, listen, the, the Jets they hired a coach. We'll see if he works out. Seems like a good move. They're uh, doing Florida, things. Florida State. Florida State. Florida State. Yeah. <clears throat> so is Bobby sure. Bowden. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so it's balanced. Oh, Charlie, he's the best. So, um, yeah, so we'll see if, uh, again, uh, as I said weeks and weeks ago, the Jets have a lot of, a number of things to do correctly, and confidence is not high that they will do too many of them correctly, or maybe at that point, any of them correctly. But the, obviously, the question is still out on the coach, but it looks like a good move. Yep. We'll see. If, if, uh, if he really wants to come to the Jets, then you move heaven and earth to get him there. And, you know, that means Sam Darnold and, you know, virtually whatever else they want. Right. right. Well, it's going to be obviously their, their pick in this year's draft. And it's going to be probably a couple other. It's going yeah, to be, the, it's going to be this year's I mean, number you know, two you know, pick. It's going right, to, and then the Jets away. have another, the Jets have another number one pick too, that they yeah, got from like 18th Seattle or something like that. No. Yeah. Um, and then they, and then another number one next year. And then maybe a, a two or a three somewhere in there. And, and Sam Darnold, you know? Right. So, I mean, you know, but you don't need Sam Darnold if you're getting Deshaun Watson. So, um, no, so but I, I don't think that uh, you know what, though, I don't think I mean, that Houston's every... going to trade with someone unless they're going to get a quarterback. Look, here's back the thing: that least is going to play for them, right? You know, well, able to, they, they don't want some hack in there. Well, if they get if they get the Jets pick, then obviously they can pick a quarterback. Well, if, if, they, they, get, to, if yeah. they get if they get Darnold if they get Darnold with the number two pick. Are they going to take? Are they going to take? Uh, are they going to take? They, uh, I mean, they could. They could do the same thing. They could say, "Well, we got Donald under contract for two years. We'll get a quarterback. We're going to use that number two pick and fill some other holes." Although they're, you know, they're they're right. obviously going to be in a rebuilding mode. And That's you're right. right. There's a couple of good quarterbacks, or at least one. But the, we know, barring a miracle, Lawrence is not going to be there. So. No. They, they might want to go with a quarterback or they might want to just... And it seems like it's like people have finally come to their senses and both Devonta Adams and what is it, Lamar Chase are both looking like they're going to be two and three, which, uh, you know, originally yeah. they were they were projecting Devonta going 
11th, 12th. I'm just like, yeah, they were going to think they were going to, Devonta was going to fall to the Giants at 11. Yeah. And, and then Jamar, the- Jamar Chase is still, some people think he's better than, he didn't play last year, though. That, that's the big thing. And, yeah. But, but anyway, anyway, he was yeah. rated higher than, and I think I called him Sam Bradford again. Did I do that? Yeah. Did you? <laughs> I did that last week or the other week. <laughs> Sam Darnold. Sam I know Darnold. the guy's name. Sam I've forgotten his name already. He's gone in my Sam mind. Sam Darnold's middle name is Bradford. So that's what's throwing you. Oh, okay. You know I, I, I think I, I think if you're Houston, you 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 pick a quarterback, even if you'd have to take Darnold with the pick right. and maybe move Darnold. I don't know. Well, then, I, yeah, there's some you get the quarterback you want. You take the quarterback and you move Darnold, right? And you get and you yeah. get. Yeah, you're gonna get. Or... You're gonna get a quarterback back, whether it's Tua or whether it's Darnold Bradford. Um, and whether Darnold that you Bradford. want whether you want that guy to be your starter or whether you want him to be your backup or whether you're gonna trade him. Or you get, or you get a really good wide receiver, or, or elsewhere. You keep Darnold in there for a year. You tank again, and then you get a quarterback next year. Right, do that too. Yeah, you could do that too. Um, so but they has a lot of options. Uh, yeah, and there's um, just just a couple things. The Jets uh, over the past five seasons, the Jets have had the league's worst win percentage over the last five seasons, twenty eight point seven percent of all thirty two teams. And um, Darnold, uh, number number three pick in two thousand eighteen. Was supposed to turn the franchise around, right? He, only Mitchell Trubisky has a lower passer grade over the past three seasons. All right, listen. I, I don't know you why can't you can't put that on Darnold, but yeah. I don't know I'm, why he decided to bash the Jets tonight. With I'm not the, bashing the Jets. My no, point, no, my mom, no. I'm, first, I'm of, get, first of all, I'm it's getting hey, somewhere 30 years that. ago, the Giants were winning a Super Bowl. I'm getting to two separate conversations. By the way, I would argue the Jets did a better job this year. And the Giants, because I, the Jets are, have themselves in a position to get Deshaun Watson and or a second. Draft absolutely, second absolutely. Well, see, this is my point. I'm not <laughs> well, saying Giants, this to bash the Giants. The Giants fans sit there going, oh, we, we almost made the playoffs. Right. No not, judge is the next Bill Parcells. I'm not bashing the Jets. What I'm saying Stop is looking at, those two, looking at those two facts, those two stats, okay? The fact that they're turning it around, they got Robert Sala in there, they got um, uh, Mike LaFleur coming in, offensive coordinator, um, and everything to do with the coaching staff. Deshaun Watson wants to come to the Jets, do it. Turn all of those stats around. That's well, my it, point. I think, I think Houston has a big say in that. But, yeah, Houston can kind of set what they want to get to get what they want to get for him. And, um, yeah, I think you have to make this thing work. And, uh, and, and we don't know how much anybody else really wants Deshaun Watson as far as where he might want to go. How much? How much does Miami want him? Well, why would they? Why? I mean, yeah, I understand. Obviously, he's a much more accomplished quarterback. do you think? Don't you think? Miami, right now, don't but, you think Miami's kind of? I, I I got the sense Miami was all in with Tua, especially yeah. with the fact that they kind of gave him. The starting role over Fitzgerald. Or I would think Fitzgerald. so. I would think so too. But and, I mean, there are concerns about his health. You have to have concerns about his health. Sure. And if you're going to bring in one of the top quarterbacks in the league who's 25 and is already established, versus a guy who might break his hip next year for the third time, in his, you know, or uh, I think he had hip problems or whatever, ankles or whatever it was that he has yeah, injured both legs, right? He's, so he's, he's had his ankles wired together. Come on. So, so you know. He's we got a shot to get Watson, and he wants to come here. That's you know that's. A, that's well, you nice. answered your own question then. You said how many people are interested in Deshaun Watson? I, I think he's top five quarterback in the league, right? And 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 the and well, the top yeah, quarterback I mean, who wants. I mean, unless Aaron Rodgers is really serious about leaving, 
he's the top quarterback actively pulling a James Harden going, I want out of here. Yeah, Rogers, right. But they've got to get going anywhere. So. They've got to get something, somebody who can play back for him. Right. I think that limits the number of teams they're going to be interested in dealing with. But so, and the well, Jets and the Jets have a better asset and a higher pick than Miami. So, yeah, you might not be. I mean, I, I, I think the player who they get, whether it's two or Darnold, is is irrelevant. I really do. I think it's how many picks can they package for this trade? And oh, by the way, you get a, an old Xerox machine and Sam Darnold. Right. And we'll throw in a I really do. I, mean, and I, hate, I hate to throw Darnold under the, under the bus, was... but, but you know, and maybe maybe he has a, maybe he can have a little bit of a better um, go of it in Houston if he does get the opportunity to at least start there for one year. But I. I, Houston's in a situation where they they're going to want as many picks as they possibly can. Sure, for him. sure, right. No, we'll see what happens. And the Jets, the Jets had that. And moving on around uh, in other quarterback news, I'll just throw that up there. Um, and something else, the Jets may. I mean, the, it, it's been out there and talked about. Uh, another uh, quarterback uh, looking for a trade, Matthew Stafford, is uh, once out of uh, Detroit. Um, yeah. Now, granted, he's he's 130 compared to. Uh, yeah, Deshaun Watson doesn't get. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not a Jets fan, but I'm excited about Deshaun Watson playing for the Jets. I'm not. Matthew Stafford is. I, I put him in like where? What one year opportunity is he going to go and become the right. Philip Rivers of 2020? Well, uh, but he's only in, 32 or 33 years old. I would, yeah, he's got think a few Indy years. would be the place. Indy would be the place for them. They're that, not exactly that's enamored with Jacoby Brissett, but you're going to get. You could get. Uh, look. You can't say that 35 is the end of the quarterback's run no. anymore, right? Where, 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 I mean, what other team I think would, would, would go for Stafford? I think a team that would be perfect for Stafford would be New England. Yep. Yeah, yeah you can look and, at it that way. And um, I think Indy maybe has a little bit more upside right now, but, I mean, if Stafford really wants to win, I, yeah. I, I, at some point the Patriots are going to have to invest in players again. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna have to. Um, the and hey, you know what? <laughs> I, I, Having I, said I, that, Indianapolis, they their offense was and their, especially their passing game was pretty good this year. Yeah, well, they did a they did it they did a good job of protecting Philip Rivers, which yeah. Staff Stafford's in the same boat. He's he's a he's a pocket quarterback who's you know gonna let it rip. They, they, they rebuilt they scrambling. rebuilt that offense to take care of Andrew Luck. Right. Uh, but unfortunately, he was not able to continue playing. So you had this good offensive line that protected um, sure. Brissett last year and and um, Rivers this year. And Rivers this year. So yeah, that, I think that would. And they're out there definitely set up to win and, now, and, or at least compete now. So that's probably Stafford's six years fun. younger than Rivers too. I mean, you know, so yeah, he's, he's got, thirty-two he's or thirty-three years old. He's got some so, tread on the tires left. So. And he's, I think, he's a very good quarterback. He just, I mean, who has he ever had? Well, he may have made, you know, he had arguably the best receiver of all time until he retired at the age of twelve. Well, you know, <laughs> at those thirteen. <laughs> but um, well, there's some other free agents too. I mean, Trubisky's a free agent. Jameis yeah. Winston's a free agent. Jacoby I mean, Brissett is a free agent. Yeah, imagine um, if Stafford went to the Bears. <laughs> that would be. Uh, I mean, t- t- if I'm looking division. at if I'm Matthew Stafford and I'm looking at it, the, the thought of playing for Belichick is intriguing, but. I, the the Patriots have nothing to 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 excite a quarterback, no. uh, maybe other than the fact that you know they, they probably have a, their offensive line is pretty decent. I I think Indianapolis is the best step into it situation where he can, 
you know. Yeah. And and also if you go to the Patriots, you're you may have to deal with the Jets who have Deshaun Watson, you've got the Bills to deal with, and you've got an up-and-coming Miami who was much better this past season and, yeah. and, and figures it be. So you're like, well, I'm going to walk into a division where there's three teams that are at least on paper and probably on the field better than the one that I'm on, which has a history of not bringing in stars anyway. That's not necessarily the situation you want to go I to. I mean, the, the other team I could see Stafford playing for, the other two teams, one I think is a little bit more logical than the other, is I could see him. And I don't think the Redskins are set on a quarterback. I could, I could picture him going, going to Washington. And if the Cowboys don't come to an agreement with Dak Prescott, I could picture him playing for the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 a free agent after this year too because he just the uh, they well, they put the franchise tag on him last year, right? Yeah. Um, and that's another thing too. Uh, you keep mentioning uh, Stafford and uh, and uh, Belichick. Um, Matt Patricia got the uh, Josh McDaniels uh, treatment. He's going back. Yep. to uh to New England. So, hey, that you know, is that is that a is that an enticement for Stafford to go up no, there or is no, that a it's not. Yeah, Patricia was not liked by that team and I don't think Stafford was an exception. Yeah. Um No, I mean Indianapolis to me make make makes the most sense for him. You know, the other team that I think he could step in if they don't draft another younger quarterback because you don't know what, what is, what's going to happen with Roethlisberger is I think the Steelers. I think there's a lot of veteran quarterbacks who I don't think it's a definite they're going to be with, with, with their you, team. Next you year. can even look at the Rams, although it's, you know, yeah. they're either going to make off a very, very well-paid backup guy. If they get rid of him, it's, I think I heard it's like 60 million <laughs> against the cap or 41 million, something outrageous. That's a lot, but, yeah. you know, um, they certainly have, not given any indication that he's their guy and we're dedicated to keeping him. So no. again, you might be willing to put him on the bench if you can bring in, but you know, Stafford's going to Stafford's he's a starting, gonna, he's, he's yeah, a starting he's, quarterback. Yeah. But he's going to get paid pretty well too. So, right. you know, but I mean, yeah, you there's four or five Rams, years left in him. You take that Rams defense and you put Matthew Stafford, uh, and the quarterback at the, to the quarterback position, right. uh, that team gets measurably better offensively. That's true. Uh, I'm not sure about that. I think Goff had a bad year. I think if it, I think people have sh- selective memory, he was lighting it up a few years ago when they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but he sure wasn't was. lighting it up in the last couple of years. No, it's been, it's been a couple of years. It's, he it's hasn't been. been a I, I don't think he's washed up and he's terrible and he just had one no. great year. I don't think. I, I think it's it's likely that he is a better quarterback than he has shown. He's he's but, not you know, as good a quarterback as he was in 2017. He's a better no, quarterback no, than he really was is. in 19 it's, and 20. It, it, it's a matter of patience, though, and. Patience generally tends to run thin, especially when you me. you've got that defense and you're kind of knocking on the door. I, I think Indy, I think Indy or, or Washington. I could picture him playing for the Redskins, and the Redskins have a pretty, have a have a lot of upside. I think going into next year, yeah. or not the Redskins, the football team. I'm sorry, football yeah. team. Get it well, straight. They, get they, it straight. They've got a pretty good straight. defense too. So that's what I mean. Yeah. I mean they, they've got something you know to work for. Yeah. So well, we'll see what uh, we'll see what happens. Another the only other NFL news. <laughs> Uh, Go sit down, game. Smith. Nice job. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, I, 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 well, leg and a half. I'm not even sure he's going to be back. He's playing with half a calf. Where else is he going to go? Okay. In the leg that was injured, he's playing with well, he's he's, half He's hurt again. I'm, I'm not sure he's going to be back. He's. Oh, you mean to, to play? To play. I mean, yeah, you know. That's a, that's a possibility, too. I mean. For, for what he was able to do 
recoup, recover, recoup, and and come back and play in the games that he actually played in this past year. Kudos to him. Hats off. But y- you're going to keep doing that? I mean, you know, where are you going? Yeah, I think there's, might, I think there's a lot of teams that will be interested in, in Stafford. Yeah. Yeah. So um, one other uh, one other note, quick note, uh, Jason Witten is retiring. Again. Um, yeah, this time Jinx. this time it's uh, this time he says it's for good. Um, he's planning to sign a one-day contract with Dallas, so he can uh, so he doesn't retire. Already. And Gronk are going to start a buddy film. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> well, Gronk, who the hell knows what Gronk's going to do? So, but all right. Well, he's going to go to the AFC Super Bowl. Speaking of Gronk, here, here, real, real quick on Matthew Stafford, this is this is an interesting report. One third of NFL teams have called the Lions about Matthew Stafford. One third, one third. So. 10.6 teams have called the uh, the Lions. And that says more about the state of the quarterback than, than yeah. anything else. But he's a quality quarterback. He is. Now, Matthew Stafford's a better quarterback than the team around him. Yeah. Right, right. He does. He is a little prone to sort of throwing interceptions. But that's why I feel like he'd be a perfect Phillip Rivers replacement. <laughs> Pick yeah. one out, put him in. Yeah, there you yeah. go. So, but um, hey, we'll uh, we'll we'll see how that all shakes out. Um, again, speaking about Gronk, let's move on to Championship Weekend. Uh, what did we think of the games? Let's start with the first one: the Bucks over the Packers. Oh yeah, there were a couple games. I remember. There I remember were. watching them. Well, you know, <laughs> what's interesting is that um, it's really incredible. And Brady didn't have a great game, but no. I would say at least Rogers one, had a much better one, game than Brady did. Well, Brady did. Brady came through in the moments when they needed to. That touchdown that they scored at the end of the second quarter, right before the half, yeah, that was the end of the game. Yeah, you know what? I, I, honestly, the uh, the stats all—I mean, not by much, but the stats all favor the Packers for the whole game. Um, first down, stats don't win you. That's so many. I know, no, no, I know. Uh, time possession, you know, turnovers, everything else. The, the, the fact, the, the bottom line is, look, uh, you know, and, and and you both, both of you know, <laughs> I was, uh, I was uh, texting up a storm on uh, on Sunday afternoon, and uh, you know, the refs throwing that flag on that one play was not, did not cost, um, the uh, the Packers that game. Uh, in, in fact, the things that cost the Packers the game, as far as I'm concerned, uh, at this point, out of the heat of the moment, if you will, um. Which we call it the sacks. The offensive line for for Green Bay sucked, quite frankly. And I think that's a testament to Tampa Bay's defense. And yeah. boy, Giants had, had a JPP look, right? right. Yeah, exactly. I guess yeah, he was washed up, but not worth pay- paying. Uh, that, yep. that Rivers, uh, Rivers, uh, Rogers uh, was was you know he didn't have a second. He didn't have any time. That offensive line did nothing for him most of the game. Um, I mean, the sacks was at five to one. Rod Rogers sacked five times. If, I, if I'm not, yeah, five times. They had a good defensive scheme, and they're, and they're gelling at the right time. Yeah. This is a this is a team that needed a little bit of time to gel. Yeah. I, I quite honestly, you could say that there was a couple breaks, tip balls, whatever that kind of went in Green Bay's favor, and that. But that's the other Tampa thing. Bay Green sort Bay. of gave, gave them an opportunity to stay in the game. <clears throat> that's the other thing too. Green Bay didn't take complete advantage of those turnovers. Yeah. They well, scored, that's, I think they scored that's why they lost. 
Yeah, and 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 uh, the Bucks scored uh, tons of points off of the turnovers that they Tom, had. So. Tom Brady now has as many NFL championship, NFC championship wins as Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, together. Um, what you call it? Yeah, it's and, he, and 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 to say that Tampa Bay hasn't beaten anybody to get to where they're at. Look, I, obviously Kansas City is going to be is a favorite going into this, but I. I just can't rule out a team led by Tom Brady. You just can't. I mean, I was pulling I, – I, I picked the Packers because my Spock side said Green Bay should win this game. Yeah. But I was, rooting, I was rooting for Tampa Bay. Green Bay should have won the game. Green and um, – yeah. But, 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 you know, we've heard that a lot. Green Bay should have won the game. Green Bay should have won the game. Green Bay has lost a lot of NFC championship Four. games with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Just like Drew, just like the Saints have lost a lot with Drew Brees and woulda coulda shoulda calls penalties blah 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 whatever Go, five fuck. actually right yeah, yeah. fifty touchdowns yeah. and four interceptions yeah. during the regular season and all that yeah. like, this puts a bit of a tarnish on Aaron Rodgers' legacy there's no question and, about and that. T- Tampa Bay's got a balanced attack their rush their running game looks better than it has all year and their defense is playing the best that they played all year and. Yeah. If they can somehow miraculously keep this game within a score against Kansas City and wind up with the ball in their hand at the end of the game, they got a chance. They got a chance. Now, I think at the end of the day, Kansas City's speed is just what's going to beat anybody. You just can't control them for as long as you want. No, no. But there's no guarantee that Kansas City won't have a turn. I mean, Kansas City had turnovers against Buffalo. You know, drop punts and uh, Buffalo just, I, I think Tampa Bay's better poised. And more and more experienced to take advantage of those opportunities than Buffalo did. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I think it's going to be a good game. Yeah, it should. But Green Bay got three interceptions on three consecutive drives. Right. Uh, tip balls or not, they got the turnovers, and they got seven, and they got seven points out of it. And he just yeah. can't do that. And then you know the whole. What do we think about the field goal? First of all, Rodgers on second down and third down on that series could have run into the end zone. At the very least, he could have run for half of the distance on second down and the rest of it on third down. Yeah, that was, there was, there was I, nobody I, in front of him, and he was looking to pass the ball. He did not want to take off. I don't that, know why. that third down play was a big screw up on his part. If Absolutely, he, just, if he had no pumped the pass that he, end, that he ended up throwing than just taking off. Yeah, he but, would have gotten down but you have to, two. you have to give. I, it looks that way, especially when you look at it in slow motion or you're, you're looking at it on a television screen. But he knows it better than anybody else in real time. He also knows what he's capable of and and, and what the best option was. And did, did he make the, the wrong move? Maybe. But no, definitely. He thought he, 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 he thought he, he was going to have another another shot at it. It's a, I don't, it's yeah, a, I, I don't think. Well, that's see, that's the first. Well, problem. they thought he was going to. Yeah, exactly. And they should it's, not have it, kicked the field goal. Right, and I mean, they should have been aware of what was going on. But there, having there said that, some communication in Lafleur's defense, I they they were one play away from at least giving Rodgers one or two shots, probably from long mm-hmm. distance, to 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 win the game. I, I think there's actually a pretty good defense for. Um, for kicking the field goal there, I still disagree with the call. I think it was about. I think. I think if it, if it's three minutes or over, you you definitely kick the field goal. I think they were right at what two minutes and three seconds or something. Like that. And five seconds. But here's the yeah. thing: if you look at the second half of that game, okay, take the turnover 
and the Tampa Bay touchdown right at the beginning of the third quarter of the second half. Right. Take right. that out, okay? Because that's a fluke. All right, that happened at like 1358, I think, left in the third quarter. For the next 29 minutes, basically, Green Bay held Tampa Bay to a field goal. Yeah. So you're looking at a defense that's kind of rising throughout the second half. And yes, Green Bay got a couple of touchdowns, but they were the offense was kind of fading, right? Mm-hmm. So you're looking at your offense doing better than your or your defense doing better than your offense in the first half. Uh, you've got three three plays that have gone nowhere from the eight yard line. Any scenario that results in Green Bay winning that game in regulation, save one, includes getting a stop, mm-hmm. unless they score and get an onside kick and get the ball back, which is a right. very low percentage play. Sure. So whether they get the touchdown, whether they kick the field goal, whether they get the touchdown and the two-point conversion, whether they get nothing out of that fourth down play, they have to get a stop in order to win the game. Right. So you could say LaFleur saying, all right, we got our timeouts, right? And it's a and it's it was a kind of a fluky thing with the encroachment, the way they actually got a first down, but it was a one first down situation. We got to stop Tampa Bay from getting a first down or the game's over. Yeah, so, I don't have, I don't so have as much not, of a problem with the call as everybody Why does. not put those three points on the board, take your timeouts, either you get the stop or you don't. If you get it, you're going to have more time, and then you're going into the end zone for the win. Right Now, because it was the eight, I think, you, you and because it's Aaron Rodgers, you go for the, the win right there. And, again, whether you get the two-pointer, you tie it, or you don't, um, if you get nothing out of it, they're on the eight-yard line, but right. either way, any no matter what happens, you still have to get the stop. Right, and if you do get the touchdown and you do get the two points, then the clock kind of goes out of the situation. You still have to get the stop, but it doesn't matter if you get the stop. If you get it, if you get the stop with forty-five seconds left, great. Then you've got a chance to maybe get some some yards and kick a field goal and win the game. If you get the stop with one second left, no big deal. You're tied and you're going to overtime and you take your chances there. Right. So logic, you know, there there is an argument to be made. If you're gonna if you're gonna win that game in your Green Bay, you have to stop Tampa Bay at some point. And you gotta so, you gotta you gotta either either score and get a two point conversion to tie or you gotta score twice to win. Right. You, well you need I figure that I call that you need two scores either way. I think a two point conversion that's a scoring play. Mm-hmm and a field goal is a scoring play, and a touchdown is a scoring play. An extra point, it's interesting we talked about how it's they're missing it, but it's generally not a scoring play. You can't get it any time. You can no. only get it after a touchdown. Right. So, yeah, you you have to have two scoring plays, whether it's touchdown, two-point, or whether it's touchdown, field goal. You know, So I, I think there is a defense to be made. Now, you might say it's a little bit too ce- cerebral to look at it that way, and you've got Aaron Rodgers. And you might as well go for it. I, like I said, I don't think it's a bad. I don't. I, I think it's a 50 yeah. 50. I, I think there's a, there's definitely a, a logic to. Well, I think what skewed everybody's opinion is, is Rogers sort of you know pouting. Rogers kind of used it as an excuse, right? Yeah, yeah no, yeah, he did. Look, and, and, I, I put more stock in the fact that Rogers should have ran on second, third down than Matt Lafleur yeah. not kicking the field goal. Well, right, but, but I mean that's what a lot of people are going. Well, man, you put more faith in your defense than you do in Aaron Rodgers. Well, look at the three previous plays. Mm-hmm. And look at the basically the entire second half. At that point, given what had happened, sure. you sh- maybe you can make a, an a, an argument. I think a pretty good argument for putting a little more stock in your defense. Because again, even if you get the touchdown and the extra point, 
Yeah. That, that's going to, and, and the two point, I should say, how long is that going to take? Right. 10, 12 seconds total. Mm-hmm. So yep. then you're going to be kicking off, and Tampa Bay is going to have almost two minutes. You're going to have to get the stop no matter what you do. And so, they put, and they so put the three points up and then try and get the touchdown later for the win. The other thing, the other thing too, think about this, too, is when, uh, when Tampa Bay came out uh, for that drive, when they got the ball back, excuse me, um, most teams that are taking time off the clock, what are they doing? Running the ball. To Tampa. No, they threw the ball. Yeah. First, first down. He threw the ball. Brady threw the ball to Godwin, and then there was that pass, obviously with the, you know, all of the, uh, you know, the reps are, you know, for Brady and the 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 pulling, just, and, just, you know. Well, you know, can that, see that was the ref did not. He did pass. not want to throw that flag, but they had to. It should have been a holding, not a pass interference. It should have been holding. That was not pass yeah. interference. Was that's well, that? I have a bigger problem with that than actually. I mean, if you look, it at came the, in the very, the, very late. But you look at the way the rules are. Yeah, if holding, I think technically you have to be holding. Grab you grab you have to grab the the, the person. So I, I mean, whether it's holding or pass interference, it does make a little bit of a difference in where the ball's placed. Right. But you had a call. I mean, that's a. Uh, I mean. Yeah. You can see what do you what do you do in grabbing a jersey and holding on to it in that situation? Right. You're well, going to get caught. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Well, now it's wrong. Blatantly, right? As blatant as that was, that was that was pretty blatant. You but, know, with the arm extended and the jersey stretched, you obviously he obviously well, had, did not watch some, the Lester Hayes masterclass. Maybe he had some. Maybe he had some like uh, stick him on his jersey right. and Daryl Green can't hit it and he couldn't get it off. It's Daryl Green would never have gotten caught doing that. But in any event, my point is, uh, you set a precedent throughout the game, right? They were they were letting them play. There were no penalties in this damn game. There were no penalties all weekend. There was barely any penalties in uh, either game. Okay, John with the referees. No, 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 no. I'm just putting this out there. I don't. Um, this is not the reason. Look, the Packers did not lose because of this. Yeah. I'm just saying if for for the discussion of this. There was other. There there was. Plenty on both sides, on both sides, the Packers and 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 the uh, yeah, because the, the league definitely doesn't want a, a franchise like Green Bay going to the Super Bowl because because there's not a and they and they're ugly non marquee quarterback. Not when it's well against anyone else except Super Tom, right? Who, by the way, can some other human being on the planet have a little bit of Tom's mojo? Isn't there someone starving somewhere who deserves some of Tom Brady? I know he's worked hard and all that. But, I mean, geez, winning the first overtime Super Bowl, now he gets to be the first guy ever to play in a Super Bowl at home. He might go 70% uh, in, wins in, this, in, in 10 the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. I mean, come on, enough piling in Super supermarket, Bowl. Like, supermodel wife and all that. Enough already. Give somebody else some of that good stuff. This is why it's hard to believe in a guy. What deal did he make? Yeah, I, I think uh, maybe, with, maybe it's just the opposite. Maybe there's yeah. a deal with the devil, and it has nothing to do I, with that. It's got to – Tom Cruise has to be involved. <laughs> I mean, it's – like, how much good can happen to one human being? You would think he would explode with – I don't know. The magic underwear involved? Maybe, no idea. I, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? I, I, look, here's one thing I will say, and, and, I, and I, I do think the Chiefs will win, but if by some way, shape, or form, Tampa Bay wins and Brady wins yet another Super Bowl. He has to retire. He, he has to retire. No, he well, won't. no. I think he can go for one more. He won't. He won't I mean, do it again. don't even Michael Jordan couldn't 
the only person who ever ended on top and he could barely run anymore was was Elway. And, and was he really but he wasn't playing at the level that Brady's playing at right. I Yeah, but yeah. No, no, I, see I, that's both Peyton really, Manning ended on top. Well, like I said, he wasn't <laughs> Peyton yeah. Manning was playing at like a Jeff Hostetler level, level at that point with yeah. a very good defense. He, he, he was being carried by was, some remember, other members Pey- of his Peyton team. Manning didn't play that whole season. He was taken out of yeah. yeah. That was uh, uh what's his face? Uh, yeah. was uh, Oh jeez. Uh, Osweiler? Yeah. yeah, Osweiler. Brock Osweiler. Hostetler Osweiler. Hostetler Osweiler. Something about those kind of It's a new law firm in uh, West Virginia. Just take out Hall of Fame quarterbacks because put in guys' names. My point being is that if you look at somebody like Drew Brees, granted he's been hurt, but I mean, Brady, you know, Brady's had a, a little bit of a drop in, in, his, in, in his accuracy and maybe some of his athleticism, but he's still just able – yeah, but to, what to, to do to do things that other quarterbacks – I think you're seeing the two best quarterbacks, and 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 maybe this is the passing of the torch. But if if Brady somehow pu- why why push it some more? Go sit on a beach with your supermodel wife and just yeah, go. Say, what did he have to go do out on top? Nothing. What is he going to do? Just go mope around the house with his wife and kids? I mean, that's but horrible. at some but at some point. If he sticks around too long, he's going to be Michael Jordan oh, on the Wizards. Please. Tom Brady is going to be in movies with Rob Gronkowski and Giselle. I think right. Tom Brady's going to play till he's 45. He's going to win another Super Bowl That's in true. two years. He'll probably win this year. And and then he'll retire. Because that's yeah. what he said. He's going to want to play till 45, and he'll go out on top. He's 43 now, right? He's 43. Yeah. Yeah. So two more years. Four years. All right. Um. Yeah. And uh, well, especially and then, if he doesn't if he doesn't win this one. And then there was the other game. Kansas, the Kansas, other game. Kansas City's just too fast. They're too and, good. Kansas City was just. Yeah. I'll, I'll also I'll I'll just say one thing. Such a complete game they played on Sunday. It was, yeah, uh, yeah. They're, 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 they were too much. Buffalo looked their age. They looked like a young, inexperienced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're and so did Sean McDermott. Yeah, yeah. And, and right, that's the only thing. I'll, the only thing I'll say is, uh, Buffalo, you got you got to you can't kick those field goals. No. When you're down in the red zone, especially looking at what Kansas City did in the second quarter, finish the drives. Yeah, yeah. you, you got to go. For, you got to go for the points. Yeah. But not, you know, not that I think that would have meant they that they win. But you know, loosen up and go for it. What is yeah. the spread of the Super Bowl? Is it six and a half? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl next week a lot more. But uh, I'll look at the uh, listen. If you're actually a betting person, uh, if it's six and a half, it's I, I think. Tampa Bay is a very, very attractive pick. Well, the uh, uh, one thing I was going to say about that game, though, the, the Chiefs and the uh, uh, the Chiefs and the Bills, the um, uh, everybody was talking. About, I, I heard somebody mention this the other day, and it actually does make sense. Um, everybody was talking about the fact that the Chiefs um, did, they looked like they looked like they were bored. <laughs> they looked like it all year, most, most of the season. I mean, not this game during the season. They looked yeah. like they were bored. Um, but I mean, the, uh, but the, yeah, Raiders, finally... the Raiders are, are going to ruin a perfect season. Yeah. 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 Yep. Basically. If it wasn't, if it wasn't for that one game. The, the, and they uh, almost beat them twice. I mean, the, for some how, reason, the Raiders. What had poetic justice would be, would that be for Brady that if Mahomes had a perfect season going on right now, Brady comes in and stops it. Right. Well, because right. If they hadn't lost that, that game to the Raiders, then what would they have done week 17? They probably yeah. would have played Mahomes. I'm sure and, they would have played and Mahomes. gotten a win and had a perfect season. So. Yeah, but then again, then again, um, Mahomes goes out in the divisional round, and Chad Henney comes comes in, 
but he was entrusted with a lot of those plays because he did play that entire Week 17 game. Right. He hadn't been sitting on the bench the whole season doing nothing. Right. Yeah, so, he, he had a bit of a warm-up. Exactly. But, but um, that would be an that would be a great uh, storyline if they were undefeated and looking to do what no one else had done, including Tom Brady in 2007, which is win every game all season and shut those freaking Dolphins up once and for all. Yeah, exactly. I mean the the, the the asterisk with the Dolphins is always the 14 game season and the fact that they played the out of any Super Bowl champion team they played the weakest they played the easiest schedule ever I and mean, i think they only played two teams with a winning record that whole year yeah but that's not their fault no it's not but yeah you know it, it, yeah you could it's it's it looks they, like it but looks they, like, they didn't lose to the chargers in week 15 either it looks like the bucks are a three and a half point underdog right now <laughs> three and a half three and a half mm. i just I, I part of me thinks kansas city is just about ready to finally say, okay, let's play a complete game. <laughs> and, yeah, and they, they, they pretty much did this past Sunday too. But Yeah, um, although they started out with a couple turnovers and – A little slow. Yeah, 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 Bills were cool. up 9 nothing in the beginning, in the, in the first and quarter. It could have been 14 nothing. Yeah, but again, that was kind of a uh, – look, turnovers happened, but that was kind of yeah. a fluky play. And I, I think that's the – I, 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 mean, I mean, I think, I think, I think Tampa Bay has got to play almost a perfect game, and, and I think – Kansas City is going to have to turn the ball over at least two to three times with points coming out of it for Tampa Bay to have a chance at this. Well, really and, do. and do we really believe that this Kansas City team, despite their having close games during the regular season, is not as capable as coming from behind as last year, last year's team was? They don't, they don't seem mean, to have the chemistry that last year's team did. They, they're, they're as good, sure, it's almost the same team. But there's something there. I'm not quite sure what it is. It could have been, you know, some of the different personnel, the lack of a preseason. I don't know what it is. But they just seem at times to not be clicking as – that team last year was just on – it was a 12-cylinder, and they were clicking on all 12 cylinders. Yeah. And is this a better Tampa Bay defense than they will have uh, faced? Yeah, probably. But I, I would say Kansas, the one thing in Kansas City's defense is I think their defense is better this year. Yeah, sure. And, Let's, yeah. Let's uh, let's save some of the stuff to talk about next week when we get into a, a long, lengthy Super Bowl discussion. One thing I want to point out too, uh, I'll, ask, I'll ask both of you. Um, obviously, the Bucks are the first team now uh, to play the Super Bowl in their home stadium. Um, but Brady becomes the fourth quarterback in NFL history to take two different teams to the Super Bowl. Um, remember the other three? Two different teams. Two different teams to the Super Bowl. Okay. Um, Silence. I'm trying to think. The thought Jim Plunkett? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We just mentioned one not too long ago, and you should know that one, uh, Harry. I should know that one? Yeah, well, we just talked about the game where, uh, yeah, Hosteller, Osweiler. Oh, yeah, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Oh, okay. And who are the other two? I could just tell you if you want to. Give me, guys. give me, give me a hint. Uh, one, NFC or AFC? Were both teams in the NFC? Both uh, teams. Both teams. Both quarterbacks uh, were uh, quarterbacks of NFC teams. And they played for NFC teams both times. Both times. 
both times. Uh, and they were starters both times. Starters, starting quarterbacks for both teams, both times in all the Super Bowls. Brady, Manning, and two others. Mm-hmm. Brady, Manning, and two others. You might as well just tell us. Well, I don't know. We have time. We're only at 55 minutes. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> um, well, I'll give, I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. Both of these quarterbacks, uh, quarterback for three teams. All right. Um, they took their first team and their third team to the Super Bowls, not their second team. And both of their second teams was the same team. Say the last part again. <laughs> the second team that they the second team that they both played for that they did not take to the Super Bowl. Both of those teams was the same NFL team. Uh, so they both played for the same NFL team as that second team. No. Uh, the one that comes to mind, well, yeah, I guess with the Rams, did, was, did Kurt who, Warner take two teams? Well, to, Kurt Warner, Warner took two teams to the Super Bowl. Yes, he took the Rams and he took the Cardinals to the Super the Bowl. Card, I didn't realize the Cardinals went to the Super Bowl. Cardinals lost to the uh, uh, Steelers. In, That's right, uh, the, Arizona, the Arizona, Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals, yeah. Um, and then the other one is probably somebody old school that I'm not – yeah. Well, um, well, maybe you'll think of it if you figure out who the second team that Kurt Warner played for was. The Giants? That would be correct. Who took the Giants to a Super Bowl? Nobody took the Giants to a Super Bowl. The other, the other gentleman played for the Giants as oh. a second team. Oh, Craig Morton. There you go. There you go. Craig Morton took the Cowboys, the Cowboys. and the Broncos to the Super Bowl. But so one was an AFC that, team, the other one was an NFC team. That's yeah, an interesting yeah. list. Brady, Manning, Kurt Warner, and Craig Morton. Craig Morton. Is that is that the ranking for greatness? <laughs> Pretty much. Craig, you know, Craig Morton sort of I'm not uh, saying Morton was a slouch or anything, but no. Craig Morton was a Craig Morton was pretty a, good yeah. company then. Craig Morton was a good company. Craig Morton probably but... probably had better stats in, in his second Super Bowl than Peyton Manning did. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 oh, for sure. So did I. And, yeah, and, and, and so did you on that same day? And on that same day, well, for the same team, but yeah. not on the same day. But, uh, but yeah, no, uh, and Manning, that was, and I, I've said it before on an earlier podcast. Uh, Craig Morton was booed off the field his last game as a Giant, got traded to Denver, and took Denver to the Super Bowl the next year. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, Kurt, yeah, Kurt Warner is one of those guys who. What a weird dude! But he 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 had a couple of years there where he was just the magic man. Well, yeah. he was he was he was decent for the Giants and yeah. and enter Eli Manning. So I mean that wasn't mm-hmm. obviously going anywhere. With, with well, and then he went went to the Super Bowl after then, that. Then he left the Giants and went out to Arizona and went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. But anywho, all right. Well, there you go. There's uh there's our uh, <laughs> our quiz for the day. Our quiz for the day. So yeah. all right. Well. We have no, uh, we have no beaten by the coin uh, today, folks. Um, we'll, uh, no we'll, games, we'll, no picks. No games, no picks. Uh, we have one game left to pick for this particular uh, thing. I mean, we'll we'll probably bring it back during baseball season at that point, but um, to some degree, anyway. But we'll uh, we'll we'll do our final pick for the Super Bowl next Wednesdays week. in baseball. We'll do Wednesdays in baseball. <laughs> full we'll do, slate. We'll do a full slate. We'll pick every single team, every single game. All what happens long. on a Wednesday? <laughs> Astros. 
It's a separate <laughs> podcast. It's a three-hour podcast just for the picks. <laughs> Doing it, Radio Pete is six hundred and twelve and four hundred and thirteen. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna pick a thousand games uh, each this season. Great. Oh, I tell you, that we be great. <laughs> you gotta love it. Uh, so yeah, because uh, there's, so there's nothing like staying glued to your television for that like game that Wednesday afternoon Chicago Cubs Cleveland Indians game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Cleveland baseball team. Cleveland baseball team. Get it straight, yeah. So, but uh, in any event, no, no, no. We'll uh, we'll figure something out. But we'll do our last uh, NFL pick uh, for beat by the coin next uh, next Wednesday's uh, show. Um, you can go to the website, by the way, and check out. Yeah, all the results up to this moment. Everything oh, all the way up to this moment. Big reveal next week. www.logroom.com. Click on the blog. Go to beaten by the coin, and check it all out. All right. Well, that brings us to, I guess we might as well bring us, uh, bring ourselves up to uh, our top 10 list this week. What do you think, guys? Sure. Why not? Yeah. This week, our top 10 list this week is top 10 teams in NFL history. Top 10 teams in NFL history. Uh, I, will, uh, I will start it off with the uh, 66 Packers. 66 Packers. I mean, Sounds like a car. <laughs> that would be a that would be a thirty six packer, I think. Thirty six. Thirty six, yeah. Um let me throw up a picture here. There you go. The sixty six Packers. Sixty six Green Bay Packers. The, fir- the, the first Packer team in color. The, the first Packer team coming to you live in Technicolor. Uh they went twelve and two in the regular season and they were Super Bowl champs. But uh the uh the interesting thing about it, it the uh you know, uh, Coach Vince Lombardi uh, and his team—they they were more important, more more worried about winning the NFL championship, and which of course they did uh, that year, than they were about winning some glorified exhibition publicity stunt against the champion of the freshly uh, invented AFL Junior Circuit, so to speak. But it definitely did uh, kick off, uh, you know, something that has changed, you know, football for you know, uh, you know, the better. Uh, for the last 55 years, uh, so and and on, obviously way into the future. So uh, they're they're definitely they they were they were a team. They rolled over most of their opponents that year. I mean, Bart Starr, Forrest Gregg, Ray Nitschke, uh They 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 won 53, 56 to three, and 31 to seven uh, in two games, and they didn't even break a sweat. <laughs> it's it, the the team they just kind of rolled over. They broke some noses. But they broke sweat. some noses, but they didn't break a sweat. So there you go. This nineteen sixty six Packers are our number ten team. Uh, Harry, why don't you bring us to number nine? Number nine is thirty years later than nineteen ninety six Green Bay Packers. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. This was a team I didn't want to like, but they were darn good. And you could tell that probably his best year. This was they they were the last team or, or during this the the salary cap era to score the most points and and hold uh, the opposing teams to the lowest point total um, that year. And and you know they were just they sort of rolled over everybody. What were they thirteen and three? Uh, they won the divisional playoffs against the 49ers, thirty five to fourteen. They beat the the Panthers thirty to thirteen, and then won the Super Bowl against the Patriots thirty five twenty one. Yeah, it's it's just uh, one of those teams that you uh, they they were really dominant, and uh, you know they had a chance to, to to 
it was back to back, right? Back to back, yeah. yeah. Second, and, and I, I felt like they blew it. But uh, interesting fact: the the three quarterbacks on this team, other obviously Brett Favre was a starter, Jim McMahon, and Doug Peterson. Yes, that Doug Peterson uh, were the were the other two quarterbacks on this team. But uh, yeah, you know, it was Mike Holmgren's first real big, uh, I think. Um, coming out party to the world and they were, they were really dominant. I mean, they just, it seemed while they lost three games towards the end of the year, they just, and through the playoffs, they just, uh, they just dominated. And, uh, you know, some people have them, you know, listed as high as fifth or sixth as far as all time uh, teams, but uh, they come in a healthy number nine on ours. Number nine, the 1996 Green Bay Packers. Uh, Radio Pete, bring us to number eight, please. Number eight. Um, one of my favorite teams, the 92 Dallas Cowboys. How about them boys? 13-3 and three and a big Super Bowl win. Uh, this, of course, the uh, uh, Jimmy Johnson, Jerry Jones era when it worked, and even then it was contentious. But um, basically, they just they were um, – Great on offense, fourth in the league in total yards, and first in the league in fewest yards allowed on defense. Um, it was, I mean, this was just an all-star cast. Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, the playmaker Michael Irvin, uh, Jay Novacek, uh, Daryl Johnson, who I believe actually ended up playing on the defensive line late in the Super Bowl uh, <laughs> because it was <laughs> such a rout. And uh, they just uh, hey, hey, coach, let me do let me do something else. Do I want to have fun? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was uh, – I forget who he went in for. But, um, look, they they beat up on a lot of teams during the regular season, uh, crushed the Eagles, and in one of the great moments for Cowboys fans, beating Steve Young in the 49ers. And then, of course, one of the most lopsided Super Bowls was uh, beating up on the Bills, 52-17. Uh, to 17. So uh, this was just a dominant team and kind of set the standard for uh, – you know, again, they were part of what Dallas was known for, which is a great offensive line. And uh, they had enough and perhaps too much of everything, both offensively and defensively. And they were, uh, I think uh, Smith was the leading rusher in the league that year as well. So plenty of all-stars, plenty of uh, great coaching from Jimmy Johnson and a big, big time Super Bowl win. I don't know if that's the most lopsided score in history. Maybe. What's that? It's one of them. 52-17. Well, wasn't the uh, wasn't the uh, there was a fifty-five ten Super Bowl, I believe. I think. Yeah. So what's what's this? What, how many points did they win by? 52, uh, 52-17, So that would be thirty-five. Thirty-five. Yeah. Now we'll be getting to somebody who won by one one more than that. Thirty-six there in the go. Super Bowl. There, you oh, go. there we go. All right. Yeah, ninety-two Dallas Cowboys. Nineteen ninety-two Dallas Cowboys. I will take. I will take number seven. Number seven is the ninth, the year before, the 1991 Washington Redskins. And, yes, I will say that because at the time they were actually the Redskins. Um, 1991 Redskins, folks, uh, the, the, uh, um, most of the original hogs have long been replaced since then. They, uh, uh, but the, uh, the uh, theme of the season was pretty much the same. It, uh, you know, they, they started out the season uh, by uh, – the first five games, they shut out uh, three opponents uh, in, in their first five games. They shut out three opponents by 102 to nothing <laughs> between those three games. And they cruised to the playoffs to the super, and the Super Bowl, outscoring everybody 101 to 41. 
Um, and the the odd thing was, the, it was just a really jam-packed NFC East at the time. The Giants had won uh, that that Super Bowl <laughs> Super Bowl twenty five the year before, uh, going thirteen and three, and then the Cowboys won the next two Super Bowls after this, and the Redskins slotted right in here. This was a really really tough team. Uh, they uh, you know uh, Mark Rippon uh, at quarterback, um, or, uh, which we call it Ernest Biner, uh, Brian Mitchell. Uh, Gary Clark, Jim Lackey, uh, yeah, just just a lot of uh, big names, and, and they they just had their way with a lot of opponents this year. Their game. There you go. Number seven, the nineteen ninety one Redskins, Washington Redskins. Um, Harry, much brings us to number six. Number six is number one on my list of most annoying teams of all time, the nineteen eighty five Chicago Bears. Who? Let's look. Looking at this now with some fresh eyes, they were pretty damn impressive. How's that for picture? They, they were fifteen and one, even though they did this annoying Super Bowl shuffle, <laughs> and uh, we all got sick of watching William Perry belly flop into the end zone. But they were dominant. I mean, they went on to, in the playoffs. They, they went fifteen and one, only losing to the Dolphins on Monday Night Football to deny a perfect season, which I guess was somewhat, uh, you know, poetic. But they, they were, they they beat the Giants twenty one nothing in the divisional playoffs. They won the NFC Championship game twenty four to nothing, and they won the Super Bowl forty six to ten. They had eleven AP All Pros, including McMahon, Walter Payton, Jimbo Covert, Jay Hildenberg, Dan Hampton, Steve McMichael, Richard Dent, Otis Wilson, Mike Singletary. The list goes on. Quite honestly, most some people would argue that this was maybe the best defensive team of all time. And I'll tell you what, their front seven, there's a pretty darn good argument for that. But uh, they, it was, it, they were a fun team to watch, obviously, with Ditka and McMahon, and it was a cast of characters, finally winning one, although I think he took a little bit of a backseat during all this, finally winning a Super Bowl for Walter Payton. But uh, they dominated. I mean, they, they, they were just simply... Um, Dominant, and I think I think they only allowed 198 points the entire season, which is like 12 points a game or something like that. It was uh, pretty impressive, even though at the time they were annoying as all get up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were a dominant team. You're right. You you think, oh yeah, the the 46D and all that, right? But you go back and you look at the numbers, and you see in every aspect of the game. They, they just crushed people. And they had personalities, too. They gave up 10 points in the entire postseason. Yeah. I they, mean, who, when was the last time you saw a team shut out, have two shutouts in a postseason? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And, and for, fortunately, this Super Bowl video craze didn't last for very long. But No, you know. no, no. It didn't last long at all. No, the play, I think the Flamboyant NFL players looking for attention has d- completely disappeared. It was they uh, didn't yeah. start anything. Yeah, it doesn't. It no. doesn't. They didn't, nobody does anything anymore. Yeah, yeah. No, but, but I'm saying the they actual don't MTV do that video. Anymore. They don't do that yeah. anymore. No. Well, they did that, and, and I think was, the uh, there was a video the following year, but it wasn't even the Giants. Cool uh, and the Gang actually put out a video for the Giants, and they changed one of their songs into yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. A Giants. Uh, well, look, the, the Super Bowl shuffle was better than the the Patriots video. <laughs> we'll win the game with Coach Ray Berry. That's just 
horrible. Yeah, maybe no more videos for, <laughs> yeah. for football teams. How about that? And then the Mets with their horrible. Oh God! Right? That was that was <laughs> a low moment amongst uh, low moments. There you yeah. go. So thankfully that craze has died out. This is true. Plenty of other ways to get media. Thank thank God we have uh, crazy uh, amounts you know, of extra it, media. It, there's a proportional. There's a direct relationship to cocaine consumption <laughs> and shitty. <laughs> Videos and squares, just the tracks, just right. right next to each other. Well, the, the, the first time we ever saw, my friends and I saw that video. Is just my friend Pete Lair, uh, whoever it is, plays the saxophone, and then he goes, "Yeah, yeah, they those guys might be playing those instruments. Might be, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> they might be. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, that would be the 1985 Bears. Them Bears." Them bears. A lot of look, a lot of a lot of people have the bears second. Yeah, some people have it first on their list. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of those lists originate in Chicago. Yeah, they do. They right. originate and end in Chicago. <laughs> but uh, but uh, hey, they're they're on our top ten, so we give, <laughs> the, the, we, give them, we give them kudos. That's right. Their top team is the '85 Bears, and the next four were the Bulls teams from the '90s. <laughs> right. the next four best football teams yeah. were the Bill, Bulls right. teams in the '90s. Yeah. Right, yeah. And, and then, then the number, and then the Cubs from a few years number, ago. Number ten was the goat from the Cubs. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, exactly. There you go. Anyway, all right. Not, number six, the nineteen eighty-five Bears. Radio Pete, bring us to number five, please. All right. Well, as much joy as I had talking about the Cowboys, I now have to talk about <laughs> the eighty-four San Francisco Forty ers uh, fifteen and one, and Super Bowl champions. Uh, you know what? I, it doesn't matter who you're a fan of. You have to give props to this uh team which was pretty high on a lot of the lists that uh, I feel like we could have had we could have had four or five 49ers teams on this oh, sure. yeah, yeah yeah I mean look uh it, it, this is the 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 epitome of the West Coast offense uh Jerry Rice John Taylor Montana of course Dwight Clark and uh Roger Craig Simon Long. Long. Simon LeBron, <laughs> uh, Freddie <laughs> Solomon, you know, uh, look, and, and a great uh, defense as well, right? Yeah. Ronnie Watt, Dwight yeah. Hicks, um, uh, 25 interceptions against uh, 14 touchdowns, trying to keep up with Joe Montana. Right. That's what opposing quarterbacks do. And they played a candlestick park. Yeah. So you could say there were better teams uh, that the 49ers put out there than this me. one in the 1980s, but I, I don't know. I mean, the – it was almost as much of a, a foregone conclusion. Um, and, and this is, was also the George Seifert team, right? So this was Bill Walsh's team that George Seifert won with. But uh, Roger Craig had his best year ever, 1,200 yards. Yeah, Seifert uh, had a couple years where it was just a continuation of what Walsh created. You know? Yeah, I mean, he didn't, he didn't, uh, he didn't exactly Switzer it uh, by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> no, no. He had yeah. some of his own ideas. And uh, the you know, listen, when you go fifteen and one, you're goddamn good, plain and simple. This is true. Yeah, you are. Absolutely are. And and oddly enough, the last uh, team on our list was fifteen and one in the regular season too. So, yeah. Um, not an easy thing to do. Not an easy no. thing to do. No, not at all. Um, there you go. The number five, the nineteen eighty four San Francisco Forty ers I will take number four. Number four is our only undefeated team on this list. Uh, in fact, it's the only undefeated team ever, um, unless you count regular season, but we, we're not. <laughs> so that would be the 1972 Miami Dolphins. 
I'll throw that picture up right there. There you go. There's there's a picture for the ages right there. Larry Zonka's helmet looked like he was he kept wearing it since like grammar school, yeah. and his. <laughs> It looks like he couldn't get that off. It didn't even look. His face mask doesn't even cover his chin. No. His no. chin is sticking out his below, his below face mask. the face mask. Yeah, absolutely. With that U horn. Oh, my but God. What's odd, though, is the helmet looks like it's too small, but yet the top, the brim of the helmet is coming down over half of his eyes. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's like odd. they couldn't get it on and then they whacked it with a sledge. Yeah. yeah they they, they went down a little bit too far and then it's not coming <laughs> off. These guys it. never really complain that oh, there's not enough air in my helmet or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I need it's it's. It's the wrong I, fit. I, my strap is rubbing me a little bit. Who, who is the guy in the NFL who wouldn't play because he didn't get the right helmet? Uh, or uh, uh, Antonio, uh, Antonio Brown. <laughs> yeah. yeah, here you go. Here you go. Larry Zonka has something to say about your helmet, Antonio Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. By the way, just as a quick note, mm -hmm. um, well, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll mention it with our, with our next team. Okay. Next uh, team that I do. Next team that you do. Yeah, no worries. Uh, yeah, Interesting this note about uh, Antonio Brown. Well, the 1972 Miami Dolphins, that's pretty much it. We just talked about Larry Zonka. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, uh, they, went, uh, they went 12 and 0 uh, in, the, uh, in the regular season. And uh, they beat Clemson, uh, four, four, they beat Clemson in the Super Bowl. 14 and 0, <laughs> pardon me. 14 and 0 in the regular season. And then they all, all the way through the Super Bowl. Uh, and they beat, uh, they beat Washington. Uh, they beat the Redskins in the, uh, in the Super Bowl to finish 17 and 0. But what's odd about that is, think about this. Bob Greasy was the quarterback at the start of the season in uh, week five against the Chargers. Um, Ron East and Deacon Jones sacked Bob Greasy and broke his ankle. Yeah. Um, and he was replaced by Earl Morrill uh, for the rest of the season. And Greasy came back to the field as a substitute in the final regular season game against uh, the Colts and then relieved Morrill for the uh, second half of the AFC championship game uh, versus the uh, Steelers and then started the Super Bowl. And he had a broken ankle in week five, and he started in the Super Bowl. And they still, and with two different quarterbacks, they went undefeated that year. Well, Larry Zonka taped up his ankle for him. Yeah, exactly. Well, Larry <laughs> Zonka and Mercury Morris. Mercury Morris is sitting to uh, Zonka's yep. uh, yeah. left he in that picture. He was pretty darn good. They, uh, they both rushed for each for over 1,000 yards. Well, yeah. I mean, when we talk about Bob Greasy was a quarterback, I think his average pass attempts were probably 12. Probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's crazy, but um, yeah, no, their average their average score uh, that year uh, per game was like twenty seven and a half points, uh, but uh, they were uh, they were just a, an amazing complete team. That's Jim Kick, by the way, in the picture too with uh, Zonka and Morris. Yeah, yeah, they had a pretty good backfield, and they always had two backs back then. This is this is be you know this is when they were still playing with the traditional fullback and halfback and sometimes with a wing back as well as a fullback and a halfback. Yeah. So yeah, they 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 ran the ball. Well, Zonka well. was Zonka was yeah. a fullback. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 so. yeah. I mean, you could say that was what they were was their backfield, and, and they had they had, a, they, they had a great offensive line too. Yep, and a pretty pretty good defense too. Yeah. The I, I don't know. They they did something that no one else had done and no one else has done since, mm -hmm. and yeah. that has to count for something. And again, the fact that they did it without a plethora of superstars, uh, you might count that against them being a great team. I kind of sure. think that gives them a little bit of extra credence. Yeah, you absolutely. know, they, they were doing it without a, a whole lot of big names. And it seems like it seems like anytime anybody comes close, they they just don't do it. And yeah. so there's some weird karma right. going on there. Yeah. There's something about 
I don't know. Now maybe because no one had ever done it before, right. and they were weren't. I, I don't know how much it weighs upon you know any team that's gone fifteen and one, or you know talk about the 07 Pats who you know got all the way to the Super Bowl and then lost. So I don't know. Maybe that the pressure. I don't think it weighs that much, but still, just hard to do. Something, yeah, it's really hard to do. So got to got to give them props. Give them props for that. There you go. The nineteen number four, the nineteen seventy two Miami Dolphins. All right. Um, Harry, bring us to number three. Please. Number three is the 1989 San Francisco 49ers. The first year under new head coach, George Seifert. They went 14-2 and two in the regular season and, quite honestly, probably Joe Montana's greatest year passing. He, he set a then NFL record with a passer rating of 112.4, completion percentage of 70.2%, and threw 26 touchdowns with only eight interceptions. Uh, they, they won 41, 13, 30 to three and 55 to 10 in the playoffs. And, uh, they were they were, I mean, obviously Joe Montana, Roger Craig, Jerry Rice, John Taylor, a lot of the same guys that we were still talking about with the previous team. I mean, I think their second team with, with could, could beat, uh, you know, uh, other teams, they were, they were really dominant and they were one of those teams that had an incredible offense that I think most people know it for, especially with uh, Montana to rice and Taylor, but their defense was really good as well. And, um, you know, they, this was an organization that Eddie DeBartolo built that obviously went through Bill Walsh was, was taken over by George Seifert and, um, it, it, you know, when you when you have guys like Sherm Lewis and Mike Holmgren and coming out of this out of the system, you know that this was this was just a great team. But um, yeah, they were uh, they were pretty pretty darn good. And they were, you know, you think about it, the 49ers were dominant for like six, seven, eight years in a row. It seemed like they were just that good of a team. And um, yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, they were they were dominant right through. Right through the Super Bowl, they won in what was it ninety four, uh, the nine in nineteen eighty five, the ninety four season yeah. uh, against the Chargers, and uh, and that started back in the early eighties. So I mean, that's, you you could say fifteen years, yeah, four, fourteen fifteen years, they were pretty much you know yeah. in in the mix, uh, all, all the time. So, uh, crazy, yeah. Well, there you go, number three, the nineteen eighty nine San Francisco Forty ers Radio Pete, bring us to number two, please. All right. Well, listen, I guess we're making up for all those weeks when you arranged things so I could talk about the Cowboys. Because <laughs> you did give me that uh, this week as well. But now right. I have to talk not only about the Cowboys, but the 49ers, and now to talk about the worst nemesis in the world, the Steelers. There you go. And the 78 Steelers. And it's really, listen, as far as this list goes, you could – there could Probably. be another. There could be there, five Steelers teams. There, there could, could be, be a, a couple of nineteen seventy whatever yes. Steelers teams. Seventy three to, to seventy nine. Yeah, honestly. exactly. We could probably yeah, between 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 the uh, the sixties, seventies, eighties, and nineties, we could probably list thirty top ten teams. Yeah, so. <laughs> and probably nine of them would be Steelers teams. Yeah. So, uh, but this was the seventy eight Steelers, fourteen and two in the regular season, Super Bowl championship uh, champions. Uh, what can you say? Terry Bradshaw, Franco Harris, Swan and Stallworth, the steel curtain defense. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this is a team for the ages amongst Steeler teams for the ages. Um, and, uh, 
Uh, Mel Blunt as well. Swan and Stoll with 20 touchdown receptions, which you think, oh, that doesn't seem that much. But back then, that was a lot. Um, I don't know. What are, what are you going to say? They, I forget who they beat to, to go to the Super Bowl. But it was their third Super Bowl, and they became the first team to win three Super Bowls. Although, for the life of me, I can't remember who it was against. But the 78 Steelers... Well, they, they start they started to get known more for their offense by this point. Like their offense, you know, people always say, "Oh, Bradshaw didn't do much." The the this I believe it was the '78 team that they wound up putting up some pretty big numbers. Yeah, you know, they, they their defense was still good, but they weren't relying completely on the on the steel curtain. They were uh, they were a machine. Yeah, they were. Silent. <laughs> you got nothing else to say for, about them. I have nothing further to say you have about nothing further to say about them. I'm just trying to tell you. Uh, I'm just trying to look for something for you, but it's not a big deal. We can let it go. Well, you know what? I, it just all of these Steelers teams. Seriously, all of the Steelers won the four Super Bowls they won in the '70s. They beat the Cowboys twice. They beat the Vikings, and they beat the uh, and they beat the Rams. Uh, the Rams, I think, was the. Um, uh, the uh, seventy, the next year, the, they beat them in eighty. So this, they, they would have beaten in seventy eight. They would have beaten the Cowboys. Uh, they beat the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, 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 th- I, I think, think he. I think, I think. I think he knew that, John. What? I think he knew that. I, I know hey. he knew that. I'm well, just John's trying to bust just, his chops. He's just completing the pile on. <laughs> I'm completing the pile. The rabbit. <laughs> but but it goes back to my point. I think I mentioned this. You know, uh, maybe before we were on the air. Th- this era of the Cowboys and Steelers reminded me of the eighties. Lakers and Celtics. It was, I mean, you look at those Cowboys teams and those Steelers teams, and they were incredible. Yeah. They only played each other twice in the Super Bowl, but it felt like more. It just felt yeah. like every yeah. year those two teams were just oh, sure. yeah. I mean, look at the, dominating each division. Look at the, the seventy-one Cowboys, the seventy-two Cowboys, the seventy-seven Cowboys. You know, yeah. and basically any Steelers team in the seventies, yeah. but with you know, the, these oh, like seventy-three, seventy-four on, yeah, yeah. 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 Dominant teams. Yeah, yeah it's it, it, kind of surprising they didn't uh, play well, more. Was, yeah, I mean, it was the the, the, it, AF, didn't the, the Super Bowl more times. The AFC was, I mean, pretty much you know, with with the exception of like the Broncos one year and that the AFC was pretty much just the uh, was the the uh, a decade of the Dolphins, the uh, Raiders, and the Steelers. Yeah, and uh, and the uh, NFC was the uh, uh, Cowboys. Uh, uh, Cowboys and the uh, uh, Vikings, you know, with with you know a Super Bowl here and there from uh, other teams, you know, but uh, yeah, it was uh, they, they were dominant. Yeah, between the two of them, they were they, they were in the most. So, but yeah, well, yes, I was always busting your chops about the Cowboys. Yeah, of course, I knew someone would bring it up. <laughs> I just so, didn't want to. I just couldn't bring myself to say. Couldn't it. bring yourself to say it. So, uh, no worries. Well, there you go. The uh, number two, the nineteen seventy eight Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll take number one. Number one would be uh, the uh, our number one. Uh, I think uh, it was on a couple of lists. Um, it was my number one. It was Pete's number one, and it was Harry's number two, which makes it number one on this list. The 1962 Green Bay Packers. There they are. It's our only black and white picture uh, for this one, right here. Um, and uh, they also have the distinct distinction. Is that a Phrase, distinct distinction. It is now. It is now. Of being the only team on this list pri- prior to the Super Bowl era. Um, every other team, including the 66 Packers, played in the Super Bowl. Uh, there was no Super Bowl prior to 
66, uh, the 66 Packers. So, anyway, the 62 Green Bay Packers, uh, 13 and one in the regular season, um, under uh, under Coach Vince Lombardi. They um, they ended the season by defeating the Giants 16 to seven in the NFL Championship game. Uh, they actually the Giants scored. Uh, scored uh, racked up a large amount of uh, yardage on that, but the uh, 291 yards. Uh, but the uh, um, Packers defense held the Giants offense scoreless. Uh, the six uh, seven points the Giants scored was a was a return block punt. So they were just a, a fierce team. I mean, just uh, you know, uh, all pro a couple all pro linebackers Dan Curry and uh, uh, Bill Forrester. Uh, Green Bay gave up. Uh, just under 11 points, 10.8 points per game, uh, shutting out opponents three times. Um, they held the opposing quarterbacks to a 43.5 rating. <laughs> it's just an amazing, yeah. amazing team this year. Nitschke yeah. and Herb Adderley, who I think he, Herb Adderley, yeah. He got Adderley, and Adderley was on one of our other lists, right? Herb Adderley yeah. was on it, Ray Nitschke. Nitschke, uh, Herb Albert. Safety Willie it. Wood. Herb Albert. Uh, if you go back to that picture, though, that you had a – yeah, I could tell you from that picture, number 63, it just got lolly lift and he's going in the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> 71 just pushed 63 and back. I, fly, yeah, no, I yeah. think he forgot what the play was. So he was yeah. turning around to see what happened. He was turning around to get the handoff. Yeah. He was going to report eligible. He's going to tackle Bart Starr. <laughs> I think they're running left. Uh-oh, no, they're going right. My mistake. That's, right. That's what Bart, you call getting your bell rung. Bart Starr had to hand the ball off to him. That was what yeah. the play was, but he put Starr forgot. So. Uh, and and just as an aside too, that the uh, well, well we'll finish this up too. Um, as an aside, there uh, three teams uh, or three three quarterbacks, I should say, uh, um, were on two different teams on uh, on this list. Uh, that would be Bart Starr on the '62 and '66 Packers. Uh, that would be uh, Joe Montana, of course, on the '84 and '89. 49ers and Jim McMahon on the 85 Bears and the 96 Packers. That's right. I didn't say started. I said on the He was, he was so. Brett Favre's spiritual advisor. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm reading right here. Uh, 50 turnovers yeah. Packers forced, and that was in a 14-game season in 1952. Yeah. And yeah. 175 rushing yards per game. That's okay. 175.7 rushing yards per game. They won 49 nothing as final scores twice that year. And each player <laughs> made $39 a game. Uh, in one of the 49 nothing uh, 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 shutouts that year, they outgained the Eagles 628 yards to 54 yards. Yeah. <laughs> so... Insane. Just ridiculous. That is oh, damn Packers. Too many Packers on this list. Yeah. Come on. What a, yeah, yeah, well, that's how, about the, how about the 70? How about the 80? What was it? The 78 Giants. Come on. The 78 Giants. Yeah. <laughs> 78 Giants and the fumble. I, hey, almost put the, hey. I almost put the 86 Giants on this team. I, I almost on this did list, too. rather. Yeah, they, they, you know what? People forget it. The Giants, that '86 Giants team, had a great Super Bowl, but they were ugly. They, they were much like the '90s Giants team. They won ugly. Yeah. They did. They won they ugly. Won ugly. Yeah. I mean, I love it. That, that's Giants football. Absolutely. But, I mean, they they when you look at like just some, they didn't. It's it was defense and kind of a sloppy offense that just barely got through some games. <laughs> but yeah, but they had an immaculate Super Bowl. Yes, they did. They definitely did. I like to remind my Broncos friends about the 86. (laughs) About the 86. uh, About the 86 chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, and you mentioned the 78 Giants. Uh, uh, Larry Zonka was actually on the 78 Giants as well. Well, yes, I remember. <laughs> so. there, were, there were many things thrown at television screens that one day. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Number number one, the 1962 Green Bay Packers. All right. Well, that uh, that is our uh, that is our um, top ten list for this week. In record time, by In the way. In record time. What was, the, what was the most current band on that list? Or band? Current. <laughs> current. Uh, Primus. Team. Yes. Top top ten. Oh. The most current. Uh, would be the uh, '96 Packers. Yeah, yeah. '96 Packers. Tell we're Yeah, 25 year old team was the most current on that one. So, but hey, I think uh, the '99 Rams got close. I think maybe the 2016 Packers got close. Or, uh, Patriots got Patriots, close. Yeah, yeah. And then you could make a case for the '07 Pats too, even though they didn't win the Super Bowl. This yeah, that was. I mean, they went undefeated except for that last game, and they were punishing teams the whole they season so they were they, they were. were not good enough to make our list not good enough no. to make our list if we, our... if we went to 15 a few of those teams we just mentioned would have definitely been on there so yeah and, and of course and we might have to... we might have a team this year that, that winds up on there we mm-hmm. might have a team this year that winds up on a future top 10 teams too and a shout out to the 76 raiders too because i know uh Pete wanted to get the uh, raiders to mm-hmm. oakland on uh on the list there yeah, uh, that would have been fun to do. That was a fun team and some great players. And... Some, yeah, exactly. Oh, the yeah, char- the characters, coach. just the characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was, that was yeah, that was as, as much for their play, uh, for the for the characters, but for their play with that team. Although absolutely. they were a pretty darn good team, they were a damn good team. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so. all right. Well, that brings us to this week's old balls. Old balls. Harry, tell us who this week's old balls is. You know, breaking out a little bit to separate it from our top ten list, I just had to make mention of Mr. Henry Lewis Aaron, Hammer and Hank, who uh, left us this past week. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's amazing. Hank Aaron, I think, gets lost in the mix of when we talk about not only the greatest baseball players of all time, but just the greatest athletes of all time. And I, you know, I, there's a good argument to be made that he maybe was the best baseball player of all time. And what he had to go through in, in breaking the color barrier, what he had to deal with being a, an African-American baseball player breaking into the major leagues at the time he did and his accomplishments, both on and off the field, are, I, I think they're immeasurable. I, I think he has to be thought of as, you know, top 10 athletes of all time. And there could be an argument that he could be in the top two or three on that list. Sure. Uh, he is a 25-time All-Star. He had a career 305 batting average. He held the record for home runs, and I'll tell you what, I still think he does. Um, he, he had over 3,700 71 hits and he he batted in 2297 2, runs which is is still the major league record and uh wound up being able to to bring a Milwaukee Braves team a uh, a World Series championship against the, against the Yankees and you know he's he was obviously around bef- and and was playing before I remember you know he was a little bit before our time but I think when he broke Babe's Babe Ruth's record for home runs. It was one of those events when you when you just look at it and watch the film of it. it, it the entire 
country was cheering for him during that time. It was, it was just one of those, one of those hits and, and one of those moments in sports that I think um, is just unbelievable. And uh, you know, he, um, it's not much more you could say about it. I mean, he's just a class act and what he did for as long as he did is um, I think it's unmatched. I really do. And I mean, he played from 55 to 75 Yeah, and um, you know, played designated hitter for a few of his last years, but it wasn't like he did this for three, you know, for six years and just had great numbers. He, he did it for a really, really long time. And um, one of the best ever and uh, rest, rest in greatness there, Mr. Mr. Hank Aaron, this week's, uh, this week's old balls. Rest in peace. The only, only thing that I would have any contention with is that not, not everyone in the country was cheering for him. Well, true, true. I mean, and it was, it was, still, to... it was still a t- I mean, I think anybody with, I think anybody who, what I meant by that is that it meant more than just a record. It yes. was right. It was about equality. It was about sort of showing that this meet this for a lot of people who who were not getting their fair share and, so, and still t- today don't get their fair share in society. Right. That hit that hit meant a lot more than anything else. Watching a black man round the bases beating a record that was you know uh, sacrosanct. Yeah, I mean, it was just would never ever be never ever be broken. Yeah, was it was an incredible accomplishment, and considering the fact that you know he, you know, some of his earlier years, his better years, he wasn't he wasn't even able to play in the major leagues. Sure, and um, yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. I mean, I I, I think anyone who wasn't who was a baseball fan or even a a casual baseball fan who you know basically wasn't a, a a bigot or a racist, I think was, you know, uh, that was an important play and they were cheering that day, but he, sure. you know, he did have to deal with a little bit of that. Oh, he dealt with a um, lot of it. And you know, uh, after the fact, and I mean, that just, that's part of, I think, uh, the testament to his greatness is that, you know, if there was, um, bitterness and resentment, he, you know, um, kept it well hidden. And, and I don't, I don't think it, I don't know. I, I can't say, but uh, he he certainly didn't come out in public and start condemning people and right. you know. Uh, so I mean, he look. He's to me. He's and I think a lot of other people. He's the true home run king. I was going to say. Speaking of you mentioned uh, a, a record that was sacrosanct that he that he broke. I mean, would you consider his sacrosanct? And uh, uh, you know, how how do you feel about Bonds? Uh, Bonds <laughs> took drugs and enhanced his performance. You know. Yeah. Although I will say this about the both of them, and, and Bonds, you know, did admit this, and you know, to his credit, he said, "If you just play long enough, you're going to put up some numbers." Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's not why Hammer and Hank was no. the home run king. It wasn't just that he played for a long time and, and yeah. put up numbers. But uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't consider Bonds to uh, to have a to be the legitimate uh, home run record. I don't either. I you know, the, the sad thing about the sad thing about Barry Bonds too is that he didn't need to. You know, he was no, such, he was a great such, player without such, it. Such a talent. He might it might have taken him an, another season or two. He may he may have never but, had the home run record, but he may have gone down as a better ball player. Sure. You know, he reminded me a lot of Reggie Jackson with more talent actually because he started out as this really great outfielder who was, you know, kind of long and lanky and was just you know the talk of the of the league and then all of a sudden he just became enormous and obviously that year he had was great 
tainted, obviously, by by steroids. Although, you know, I think that 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 deserves a deeper conversation because I think there's other players who who whose career has been tarnished by steroids, which they were, I think they were using them in a different way. I think they were using them to recover from injuries quicker and not necessarily to, 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 build, to build 80 pounds of muscle. Right. Um, and, you know, the ball was different during that era, obviously, again, with the Sosa and McGuire years. But um, regardless of what, I mean, records are meant to be broken. Sure. Um, I think when Bonds beat Hank Aaron's record, it was not nearly the moment in American culture than it was when, when, when Aaron broke. Yeah. When Aaron yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, look, not, not recognized as legitimate for yeah, Lou, Lou a lot of different reasons. There, 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 there are five or six moments in baseball that I think are, that go beyond sports that, that capture a moment in our collective culture. And I think that was one of them. And, um, it's he, he was just he was really prolific. I mean, yes, if you're around long enough, you but if you're also if you're around long enough, you don't hit 305 as a career average. You don't make 25 all star games teams. You know, you don't have the most runs batted in and, and the most home runs of all time, uh, especially with missing a couple of his younger years and maybe his prime years by not being able to, to get to break into the major leagues. Yeah. So. He, he, he was unbelievable. I mean, when you really look back at what he was able to do, um, you know, he, he's, he's, he's on that Mount Rushmore of baseball, whether it's Ruth or, or Willie Mays, Stan Musial, uh, DiMaggio, whatever the case might be, he's right there. And um, there's an argument I think he, that could be made that for what he had to go through and what he did, uh, he, he, I think there's an argument that, he, that maybe he, he should be in the discussion for the greatest baseball player of all time. Mount Rushmore and now old balls. Old balls. Which so, I mean, which posthumously, of course, but yeah. still, you, you got to figure the, the family and the estate are, you know, you're in rare swollen chest, swollen chest of, with pride right now. No, right. Exactly. Yeah. The pride of the Indianapolis clowns. Home, home run, Hank home Aaron. run king and old balls recipient. It doesn't it doesn't get any better? Than that. No, no. Barry Bonds is has isn't an all balls or seven. No, 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 he's not, <laughs> and he won't be. <laughs> <laughs> because he that's because he has no balls left after the shriveled balls. Yeah, if we come ball up with segment. a small ball segment, small maybe. Well, we might have to have top ten steroid steroid users of all time. Small balls. <laughs> I can hear the sounder for that one now. We'll work on the sounder. So. Right. I feel like, there's, I feel like there's a nice, nice in voice in there somewhere. <laughs> Hank Aaron, rest in peace there, buddy. Rest yeah. in peace, Hank Aaron. Thank you, Hank. Thank yeah. you for everything you did. Absolutely. All right. All right, well, that wraps it up, right? Oh, yes. no, there's, uh... there's some other stuff. Yeah, Some baseball or something? Uh, a little yeah. bit of this, a little bit of that. Well, let's talk about – we talked about Hank Aaron, so let's move on to some hot stove baseball. Uh, there's All a few right, things going just on. Just before okay. that, quick quick note before we get there. You got it. Um, <laughs> for some reason – Should uh, I turn the, the Nets... crawl off or <laughs> – No, for some reason, the Nets and, and the Hawks are always playing when we're on the air. So uh, two and a half minutes left. 
Yeah, two and a half minutes left in the third, and uh, Atlanta is ahead 83-79. So it's another barn burner. Another barn burner. Nets are actually uh, playing a little bit of defense. <laughs> Very well, when we When we get to NBA, double-check on the score, and we'll uh, – Yeah, so yeah we no, time. I just – I, I wanted to mention it because it's only the third quarter. It's only the third. So Kevin, Kevin, day, Kevin Durant yeah. and James Harden are, are, are look like they're trying out for bullfighting positions. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah. Well, MLB, some hot stove. Uh, well, just a couple things going around the Mets. I mean, what, what do you what do you think of the uh, the uh, George Springer uh, ordeal? Uh, how it went down? Um, him going to the Jays? That's uh, fine. Look, the Blue Jays are making a bid, right? They want to they want to get somewhere. They... Did you? Yeah. Did you see his uh, press conference? Uh, I think it was, no, it was today or yesterday or whatever. He uh, no. um, he basically came out and said that he did not want to play in New York. Oh, um, okay. Why, 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 why make the announcement? I want to play close to home in Connecticut, or, or why, why be? I mean, if that well, was the case, that, why be involved in it? In the, in is the, that he didn't want to play in New York for the Mets, or I don't I, want to I, be in New York? At I all. didn't watch the press. I didn't watch the presser. I I read a couple of articles based on the presser, so it was you know other takes. So it was third or fourth hand, but um, uh, well, Yankees are still going to have to deal with them. So yeah, and the Yankees will still have to deal. Look, with that. It, it, the big thing is, are, are the is, is it real? Are the Mets really gonna, you know, they they tendered an offer to Bauer. It sounds like, and if if they get Bauer, then I think it's a really successful offseason for the Mets. Yeah, if they get well, Bauer, and it's, and it's also good because the Blue Jays are probably going to be a little bit less likely. Yeah, to give Bauer. They're going after what him. Want. Yeah, they are. But now you're going got, after it. Springer and Bauer, and you know those are and whoever who do they the Yankees the Yankees, are gonna, the Yankees are going to offer Bauer a uh, contract, but he hadn't had a season uh, career ending injury in the last two years, so, so they they, uh, so they, yeah. they, they, they pulled that offer. Well, and they're only giving out they're only giving out one year deals this year. One year deals, yeah, except so DJ LeMahieu. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of one year deals, the Mets actually just today uh, they signed uh, uh, a one year contract with uh, Aaron Loop. Aaron Loop. Aaron Loop. Lefty. So, lefty Aaron Loop. Good for him. From the, uh, they got him from the. Uh, well, right, so, yeah, I think the, I think this I think this bodes well for the Mets. Yeah, so they got another they got another lefty uh, in the in the bullpen. Uh, with looks like Rio Muto's going to. Uh, who did I see? Rio Muto is uh, uh, staying in Philly. Right? Yeah. They offered him a ninety-seven billion dollar a year contract, um, with a uh, with an option for an additional three three hundred trillion. Uh, to stay in, I, I, where does Philly get all this money? I mean, they have Bryce Harper, they have other players. Why? How, how is their? How is their? Uh, um, uh, how is their salary? Their payroll, I should say, the lower than the Mets. Cheesesteak, <laughs> like Wait, they don't. They don't really have a ton of depth. They don't have a ton of depth. So they basically got Riomoto, uh, uh, Harper, and and then a couple of guys that they're paying a hundred grand to. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Uh, crazy, but I yeah, mean, was... you know, the last time they offered a really big contract, it worked out really well, didn't it? For uh, Howard, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is true, this is true, but yeah, real Muto staying. Yeah, he Philly. had a good year, yeah, so, um, yeah, well, the uh, so the Mets they, they tender a contract to uh, tender, they uh, tender an offer to uh, uh, to Bauer, we'll see if he uh, we'll see how he feels about it. It's a short one too, right? It's only like it's three years, I think, two or three years. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's it's a not, buyer's market right they, now. They said that it's not going to eclipse the per year, uh, whatever the hell that acronym they use is uh, for uh, for Garrett Cole. So Garrett Cole will still be the highest pitcher in New York. So don't worry about that. Um, but uh, 
Uh, which McCall? Yeah, no, they. I think it's thirty, thirty something million. I mean, it's like it's like ten million more a year than Jacob Degrom is getting. And uh, you know, I no offense to Trevor Bauer, uh, and I hope he winds up being an amazing pitcher, and I hope he does come to the Mets. But I, I I'm still putting Jacob Degrom above <laughs> Trevor Bauer at this particular point. Um, but uh, hey, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. It would be an amazing lineup, right? Uh, a starting lineup. Uh, pitching wise, uh, starters, I should say. Well, yeah. I mean, if you get Bauer and DeGrom, I mean, yeah, that, that, that. DeGrom, Bauer, Carrasco, Stroman, Syndergaard when he comes back and throw Peterson on the uh, tail end of that. Um, cause I think the talk is that if they do get Bauer, they're going to have to cut some salary and they're probably, uh, Steven Matz is going bye bye. Um, so his, his career with the Mets will be done. But, uh, you can you know, go to the Yankees. There you go. Yeah, you can have Matz if you want. <laughs> Who? Steven Matz. No, there's only one pitcher on the Mets. Ring a bell. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, that's um, coming off injury too, right? That'd be uh, at, yeah, uh, he's be... perfect for the Yankees. There you go. Another reclamation right project. Yeah, um, we, they they must have like you know stock and surgical. <laughs> well, you gotta you just figure you keep, just keep doing it. You know, eventually one of them is gonna work out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The last <laughs> the last one that worked out was Tommy John. Well, I got. I, I got a, <laughs> I got a question for you about that. What do you think about the Yankees uh, uh, inter-division uh, trade and uh, sending uh, Adovino to the Red Sox? Didn't get anything for him. You know, they got, they got uh, cash considerations and a future they, draft pick they, or something like that. It just tells you how much they wanted to get rid of him. What yeah. does that mean, cash considerations? I, 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 think he, I think he just I, – I think the Yankees knew something there more than – I mean, he just – he really did fall off the cliff last year and – I, I that tells me that they're trying to make room for another pitcher and who that's going to be. I don't know, but you know, Bauer hasn't signed on the dotted line yet. Yeah. Yeah. No, he has not. I, I, could you imagine if all, after all of that, Bauer winds up going to the, uh, the Yankees. I wouldn't all the Mets uh, playing uh, footsie with, uh, with them, but Hey, why, you know, why would you even say that out loud? They're definitely uh, doing their – they're definitely bolstering their uh, bullpens, the Yankees and Mets both. Um, what do you think about Chris Bryant? Uh, you think the Cubs are going to keep him? Or, uh, I think so. You think they're going to they're gonna deal him? They're going to move him? Because um, the Mets – No, they're in, a, they're in a saver mode right now, so. Yeah. yeah well, and, that, I mean, you know, that, that might be uh, that, that third big name if you're thinking the Mets want to bring in three guys. I don't think they're going to trade him unless it, they get something. Just they cannot. Uh, it's got to be a really good deal for the Cubs. I just don't think they're going to get rid of him. But you know, they're the Cubs. They've, you know, and there's still a uh, uh, there's still a um, uh, what you call it <laughs> uh, a need in center field uh, for the Mets. You know, I mean. You know, not, not nothing against Brendan Nimmo, but you know if he's the if he's the uh, opening day center fielder, uh, it, it they kind of didn't address probably their most glowing need um, now uh, this year. But uh, you know, I, they're still you know is uh, Bradley still uh, floating around out there? What do you think? Uh, you know, I, I at this point my particular take honestly is, and, and I wrote uh, an article I put it up on the uh, the Facebook and the blog the other day. Um, I, I think the Mets need to go out and they need to sign the best defensive center fielder for the least amount of money that they can get, um, you know, because they have the bats, you know, as long as the guy's not an automatic out, as long as he's hit, even if he's hitting 200, uh, as, as long as his glove is lightning and 
I, I think that's where they need to go. Um, Who is that, though? I mean, is there really a great set defensive center field that I'm you're sure not going to have to pay any there, money for? You know, I, I, you know, I mean, I'm talking about spending, you know, yeah. signing, signing them to a ham sandwich. I mean, if they you get know, Trevor Bauer, not, then, you know. Bradley's, Bradley's looking at like, what, 10 or 12 million a year, 15 million a year, something like that. So that's, that's, that's still a hit to the, uh, that's still a hit to the ta- luxury tax there. Uh, what else are you going to do to move move uh, salary around there? Do they have any there? infielders that can be moved to the outfield? Well, yeah, I mean they're going to if if they if they have anybody to I mean they're going to start this year they're going to start uh, Jeff McNeil at second. And assuming that they're not making a trade with Chicago for Chris Bryant, uh, you're looking at JD Davis at third. Um, so your outfield, I mean, you're basically you're gonna have to throw Dom. Smith. You're gonna have to keep Brandon Nimmo in center field to put Dom Smith in in left field, and they have yeah, this depth on your bench. All right, here yeah. here are some here are some uh, free agent names here for I mean, outfielders. Well, right. I mean, yeah. you got you got Gotti. You can always bring in Gotti. Brett Gardner, that is. I, I know what you meant. Yeah. Uh, you got uh, Ryan Braun. You got uh, Jay Bruce. That'd be part two for him. You got, of course, Jackie Bradley's probably one of the most. I mean, Davis can play the outfield. You got Delino yeah. DeShields. Who's, who's playing third? I know the Nets should get a third. You guys aren't going to agree with me. Who's that? I think they should go after Nolan Arenado. Yeah, well, you know who's a free agent? He's I don't not know a free if you agent, want though. That's a trade. How about Yasiel Puig? Yasiel Puig? Take a chance on him. I don't know. How much is he going to yeah, make? Take a flyer on Puig? He's a right fielder. He's a right fielder, and he's, he's a right fielder. not a good one. He's got a yeah. great arm. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. You don't want to put but, him in. But unless it's hit right to him, yeah. it's right. No, you I certainly think, don't want to put him in center. But I think the Mets... I think he's kind of he's kind of a cancer in a weird way. Yeah, I, think, I agree. You know, I agree. The Dodgers only won after they got rid of him. I think yeah. the uh, I think the Mets kind of dropped the ball when they didn't go after uh, Hernandez. Uh, you know, Kiki Hernandez. Uh, uh, that that would have yeah. been that would have been the answer there because he he's he's a multifunctional player. He could have he could have had a great glove in center field, and you could have moved him around. You could use him elsewhere. He could even play the infield if you needed him to. Um, but hey, and he's got a decent bat. You know, look, I, if it, whoever whoever gets Bauer, if if it's a team that already has a bona fide ace, and he's the, their one or two. Mm-hmm. That that's going to be who who wins this this postseason. Right. Springer's a little bit of an anomaly in that he's a great offensive player and he's clutch. He's proven himself in clutch situations and he's sure. performed in the postseason. Other than that, I think a lot of a lot of this is you just don't know. Yeah. And and if, and uh, I, I think the Mets have done a pretty good job. I mean, I think the Mets have positioned themselves. I think they've you know they're they're definitely better than they were last year, at least on paper. Sure. Um, I think the Blue Jays are another team that's that's looking pretty good, and uh, I I don't think the Dodgers are done yet. Don't count out the Dodgers in a lot of these talks. I think there's going to be some movement there, and Arenado might wind up going to the Dodgers. Yeah, was there talk about that? Yeah, I mean, there's always rumor. I mean, they're definitely Dodgers are definitely looking for a third baseman, so they have one to replace. Right. So so and and you know they're in a position where they're. Yeah. Obviously, coming off a, uh, a championship, they, they, I don't think they, I don't think they want to step backwards by any means. The only other thing the Mets could do too is they could sign, they could re-sign Marisnik and keep him in center field. I don't, you know, as long as they have somebody who can catch catch a fly ball, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, that's uh, really all they need. They should. I mean, if, if if we put Bauer in the mix, then 
you're going to have great pitching and you're going to have some good hitting. So you yeah. really just need somebody who's going to keep the ball from falling in. And, and to your point about Gardner, I'm not sure he's a center fielder anymore. I mean, he, yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of yeah. names on this list that you do not want out no, of center don't. field. Well, that's, yeah. that's that's the same thing as talking about uh, as talking about Springer, right? I mean, he's what 31. How many more years is he going to be playing center field? He's going to move to a corner at some point during that five year deal that he signed with the with, with the Blue Jays. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's you know, not going to be in center field for five, until he's 36. Right not right. Right. He might see him at first base in DH too. You know, yeah. you never know. So, so uh, if, you know, any team, Mets or, or Jays or anybody, spending all that money to get two or three years in center field, and then you have somebody that's you well, know, it's worth it if you win. It's worth it. I mean, three years is a lot now. I mean, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's worth it if you win. So he gets nobody nobody is being it. signed for the last. Years, Two years of their, of their contract. four or five or six year contract. Yeah, it's, it's, year, they're basically it's, you're basically yeah. signing them whatever the total amount of money is for three years, but you get to pay it off over five, right? And you, and you can hold on right. to them or trade them or whatever you want to do for those yeah. last couple of years. Yeah. Well, so. uh, speaking of the DH, uh, are we going to see the DH in the National League? Is it going to happen this year? I don't what know. do you think? I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. I think it's going to happen eventually. It's going to happen eventually, and I think they already kind of said that no matter what happens this year, you're looking next year or the year after, you're definitely going to see it. Uh, that'll be universal DH, but uh, I don't think I I don't think they've made an announcement just yet. One thing that they did have made an announcement the other day. I don't know if you noticed if you saw this. Uh, as far as spring training goes, um, the uh, you know. Uh, uh, Manfred said that they're starting on time. Uh, you know, be prepared to go on time. Get down to Florida. Get out to Arizona. Everything's right. everything's right. on time. Well, Cactus League, the the powers that be in the Cactus League, um, out in Arizona, have uh, gotten in touch with Rob Manfred and and begged him to delay spring training because Arizona is just a cesspool right now with COVID. Yeah, yeah. and they don't want anybody coming out there. Um, yeah, there was uh, some talk I heard uh, today actually about just delay the season by a month. And you can still have all the games. You know, you'll be obviously playing into November, but um, depending on where we are with the pandemic, you might be, you know, you, you, your playoffs are probably likely going to be in a bubble anyway. Right. So uh, you just make that bubble, you know, with a ceiling <laughs> in right. a home stadium. Right. And then you can, you know, have the World Series in November. But yeah, uh, saying a lot of problems could potentially be alleviated. Just delay things by a month. Just start in March instead of February. Middle of March, let pitchers and catchers go. In the beginning of April, everybody else goes out there, and the season starts in May. Yep. Yeah, and then goes all the way through 162 games. Uh, season ends the end of October instead of the end of September and, and so forth. Yep. Now, let me ask you guys this, because I've heard this also, uh, rumor kind of jumping around. Speaking of the DH again, uh, there was another – I'm not going to say it was a proposal, but an idea was – uh, you would have the DH in the game until your starting pitcher comes out. I did hear that. I did hear that. Use the DH right. for the starting pitcher, and then and then once uh, your starter's gone, uh, then the DH goes away as well. Which I thought was a very interesting idea because it does preserve some of the you know too complicated. now the national yeah it's going to make it uh, either you have it or you don't. The only thing is it would it would put an end sort of to the in many cases, the the opener strategy, where you put you know a pitcher out there for an inning, and then you get to the guy that you really want to start the game. Because you right so, so, so to hurt the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, and uh, yeah, I just well, that, 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 that last season, 
Yeah, but as we found out last season, apparently that's a more popular strategy. At least I, I can speak for myself. Well, especially, I especially in the play. I mean, maybe this year we'll have more than a, a, we'll have a day's rest every four games in the playoffs. Right. I mean, <laughs> that was that was part of that strategy, and it, it certainly changes how your pitching staff, sure. what you yeah. need on the pitching staff. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, either either have it or don't have it. Uh, just, yeah, I, just, I agree. And, it's an interesting and, idea. And let's not have all these wild. Just, this is just, uh, this is just too. Uh, I'm so sick of a team that that, that wins a hundred games being able to get knocked out of the playoffs in one game because they because they happen to be in a better division. It's right. just uh, I'm, I'm old school. I, 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 I hate I, it. I hated when they added a third you know two more divisions in baseball right. it's like when it was just american league and national league it's your pennant winners the, the teams that played each other for the pennant and then the world series a, but, but i don't know hopefully whatever they did last year does not carry over again into the postseason this year it's just too much the uh right now it says uh, major league baseball and players union at an impasse over the universal dh uh and and expanded postseason in 2021. Well, yeah, because Major League Baseball says if you want expanded postseason, then we need the universal DH. Right. But I don't understand why the players would be against the universal DH. It oh. seems like it's good for owners and it's good for the players, right? You get extra players who play and the owners don't have to have their, you know, $35 million a year pitchers run the bases and hit the ball. Right. So I don't, I don't want to. I think it's because it's certainly prolong people's uh, careers. Yeah. But I, I think because it's being tied to the expanded playoffs, which yeah. I think the players have, they, they're not happy with the financial structure of that. I believe it's just why they're not agreeing to it because you would think yeah. that would be good for both the players. You know, that's good. More money all around. But the players, I think, are saying not enough more money for us. Right. So keep those two things separate, and we can probably all agree do, on. Do the, the players the realize that Major League Baseball has no income coming in right now? <laughs> I don't think uh, they care. Probably not. <laughs> no so fans much. in the seats. That's not their problem. Yeah. yeah, they're still playing. They're still working. So no, and and they, I'm, I'm not suggesting they should play for minimum wage, but no, no, it's a, your your point is taken, but it's, yeah. it's not. You know, look, it's. It's the strongest uh, sports union we have, right? Is is basically mm-hmm. how much did Gary Sanchez get paid last year to hit one sixteen? <laughs> uh, I would have I really, taken half of what he made. I really do think I could hit one hundred if I really if if he gave me half of what he you gave him. There you go. I feel like I could have less pass balls and hit one hundred. <laughs> <laughs> less pass balls. Well, maybe that'll be a segment. Pass. Balls. That's right. Pass balls. <laughs> <laughs> worst catchers in the league on a year anyway uh so yeah some some ideas kicking around but some ideas i, I think around. the dh it might be here this season yeah if they I, separate I, it I, from playoff expansion then i don't see why everybody well, would well, maybe, you, you just make it really wacky like the dh has to pitch one inning <laughs> the dh yeah at some point during the game <laughs> the dh has to go out and pitch one inning but not the opposite. three consecutive outs he could pitch one out in one inning and then sure. one out in another inning sure, why not sure. And spread it out even more. He could throw three pitches and then come out. Whatever it takes. Right? Whatever yeah. it takes. Yeah. He's got to throw at least 20 pitches. No, or 15 with two different arms. Right, yeah. <laughs> Alternate. <laughs> Why the hell not? That's right. Uh, yep. well, that's but, you know, us baseball purists, we're the crazy ones. Right? We are, absolutely. Right. We just want to leave things alone, but we're, we, want to leave we, things. Have to, we have to Why, move if, forward. If it ain't broke, game. don't fix it. 
Yeah. And, and and there's something wrong with that statement, I suppose. So yeah, right. there you go. The well, that's, that's change. You know, exactly. Well, that's this week's uh, that's this week's hot stove. Um, why don't you check that score again? I think it's changed a little bit according to my calculations here. Let's get to some NBA. Uh, let's here. see what do we got here. Uh, oh, Brooklyn surging back now. Look at that. What is it? Seven 99? minutes left in the fourth, and they're up one hundred one ninety seven, which means nothing. That means nothing. A ten point lead by either one of these teams uh, means nothing. This is just. Uh, I don't know. The game, Look, the, game, all... the, game, the, the game of the night is the Sixers and Lakers. Yeah. Two, two point game in the third right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, did you watch uh did you watch um who did Denver play last night? Did you watch the game last night, Harry? Yeah. What did you think of that? Uh I thought the, the phrase flagrant two on uh, Murray's <laughs> foul was the most yeah. appropriate that was the most appropriate flagrant two ever. You know, two. here here's here's <laughs> He just whacked another guy right in the nads. <laughs> you know, there's, there's and they reviewed it. When they went back to flagrant two. Yeah. Yeah, Murray's Jamal Murray's. Uh, Murray's Murray came out to the to the rest of the country during the you know the bubble time last year. Right. And that was the best of Jamal Murray. But he's he's so inconsistent and such a yeah. It's uh He's a great, he's a great player, but he is he just he never seems to really be his head is never really there. It's yeah. just it's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. you um, know, there's a lot of trade talk, a lot of rumors of Bradley Beal going somewhere, and um, oh yeah, speaking of that, he's uh, playing against um, against his old teammate John Wall tonight, right? Last night, oh, that was last night. Yeah, yeah. Wall, Wall won, but Beal had a great game. I think Beal scored thirty three points. Wall had twenty five. They both, they both played really well. But uh, yeah, it's uh, Nuggets are up on the Heat. Nuggets are on a little bit of a heater. They're starting to get. Start. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I was watching, you know, first take this morning, and they're talking about who's in the already in the lead for uh, MVP, and they're talking about Embiid, and they're talking about LeBron James. And nobody talks about Nikola Jokic. He's averaging 25.4, 11.9 rebounds, and 9.3 assists. And he's second in the league behind Embiid in efficiency rating. And yet, no talk. Well, but he's no not. Whatsoever. No talk at all. He's not colorful. He doesn't, you know. No, he's I mean, compared to, Yeah, compared to Joel Embiid. Sure, he's. Uh, I think he's a lot more exciting to watch than Joel Embiid. No, but I mean, it's for, Embiid talks and makes yeah. noise and, and right. chatters and, and gets attention that. But way. I mean, either you love him or you hate him. You want him to shut up or you, lo- yeah. or you love what he yeah. brings. Um, and Jokic's been. Jokic doesn't say anything. Yeah, he's he's been he's having a hell. He's off to a great start and he's carrying this Nuggets team. And uh, look, I think at some point if he keeps up those numbers. And almost averages a triple double as a center. Uh, now, know, Atlanta, now Atlanta's up by three. Now Atlanta's yeah. up three. Now go. they're up 104, 101. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was a seven point uh, seven zero run just there. Yeah. What is, it, what is it? With, what is it with the Clippers? They all have COVID now, or something? Do they? I don't know. Why is Leonard and uh, I don't know? I can't keep I up. I, I don't think Jimmy Butler's played since like Thanksgiving. I, I just don't know what's going on with any of the league anymore. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. 
Well, we know um, that Denver's beating up on Miami tonight, so that's that's good. Well, well, look at, let's look at the starters for the Nets. The plus minus for Durant minus nine, DeAndre Jordan minus five, Kyrie Irving minus twelve, James Harden minus well now minus three. It's 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 their their bench that's that's been making up the difference. It's crazy. The hawk the Hawks are not a bad team. The Hawks can score. They can They're score. great. Listen, yeah, DeAndre Jordan's a minus five. Right, Irving's a minus eleven. Bruce Brown's got twelve points off the bench. Uh, Joe Harris got six. Yeah. I don't know. The Nets are an enigma. I mean, they're all playing together. We're not hearing any sniping or anything, but they got stuff to figure out. And yeah. number one is how to play some defense. 67 yeah. points between Harden, Durant, and Irving. I'll tell yeah, you what. I, 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 watched, I watched the Nets the other day when they actually won, and uh, Harden was really – actually played a pretty good – I mean, his defense is horrible. But he was he was distributing the ball. And, he. I mean, I think he had 10 shot attempts when I was watching. Yeah, he's so, kind of uh, taken the back seat in a lot of these games. But I noticed I watched him a couple nights ago, I guess. Uh, and I noticed both him and uh, Durant, there was a little bit of the old Olay defense going on, uh, <laughs> which, you know, it was a situation where you weren't going to stop the ball from going in the hoop. But, uh, you know, uh, you could you could foul the guy. That was the only way, right? If you hacked him, then you might be able to stop the shot. And it was kind of like, yeah, go ahead. You know, just go on by. We've seen a lot of that, but you said it before, yeah. You know, I don't know if they were, uh, they were just they had I had the game on. We were having dinner, and I don't know if they were in foul trouble or whatever. But there was just kind of, you know, it was it was like a gimme, right? (laughs) You know, you you put the ball within six inches of the cup, and they go, all right, don't just pick the ball up. You don't have to hit that one. Like, I'm not going to stop you. So you know, it might be a three point play, so I'll make sure it's only a two. Go ahead, ole. And uh, I was watching a little bit of that from. From Harden and Durant both, so well, yeah, they're, 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 they're uh, costumes now for the yeah. uniforms. <laughs> yeah. and I mean, James, Harden, James Harden's biggest defensive move is as soon as the guy gets into the lane, he starts running to the other end of the court. Yeah, <laughs> but he, well, you know, listen, that, and that's and he, he did I, have he did have a block. You know, he did he did attempt to play. In his first couple games, he had some blocks and some steals, but he's rapidly kind of returning to, you know, that that his old. Style. He's never which, been a defensive. That, that's no, where the, no. the, the Nets are going to get beat up inside. They're just not. They don't have a, really a defensive presence. Nope. nope. And and there's you know with Harden and Irving in your backcourt. Yeah, know. and they get they got rid of you know some of their best defensive players in the in the, in the Harden trade. Yeah. And you know uh, Jordan does what he does, but he's not exactly clogging up the middle. Uh, what's he got? One assist, eh, seven rebounds. That's you know not too bad. He's got three blocks, but you know he just he doesn't. I don't know. They're they're going to win 140 to 139, or they're going to lose 145 to 139, or whatever. And right, you know, I, it's, it's I don't see them really improving significantly over the course of the season because. Why would they? That's not who they are, and they don't have a coach who's particularly defensive minded, and who's a you know first time NBA coach. So mm-hmm. it's you know it's going to be exciting sure. to watch. You know, uh, certainly they're talented. But well, we we keep saying that, right? They just have to outscore their opponents every time they get on the court. That's all they have to do. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I 
But if they, I mean, uh, if they on, can, on paper, they look great. I still think the Clippers are the only team that has a chance of of beating uh, beating Lakers. I really do. Yeah, that's the problem. If you do run into a good defensive team, you're just you're not gonna you know you're not gonna put up a buck twenty on everybody. So yeah. if but if they can get a little better at defense, right. then that might give them an edge. Well, they can't get any worse. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't. Know. That's there you that's go. probably true. Um, switch it over to the uh, Knicks for a second. Just the other uh, the other night, uh, yesterday, uh, they played the Jazz. They were up big, and then they just faded. They just faded. They, they, the opposite they had the of the game night, the, the opposite fourth. of the night before, where they were down huge, and then almost came back. Came yeah. back. But yeah, they they looked great against the the Jazz until the fourth, <laughs> until the fourth. So they're but, on a, they're on a road trip, and it, I think yeah. it's getting the best of them. What about, what about Rivers though? I mean, he was hitting threes, three after threes. He does he does three. it every once in a while. He does it every once in a while. He's a couple of fun players to watch. Rivers is Rivers is fun to watch. Quickly, quickly has been fun to watch too. The other night, they, yes, last night he really didn't do much, but they've made a big, big, big improvement on on the defensive side, and that's what keeps him in the game. Yeah, um, the, the ball doesn't move well at times, and I think they're still trying to figure out their rotations. But right. um, and you know, yeah, Rivers had a great game, and then he'll disappear for forever. Right. Same thing with R.J. Barrett. You know, he can he can put up twenty three or twenty four, and and then the next game he shoots you know three for fourteen and has eight points. So right. it's uh, they're inconsistent and they just don't have. I mean, they just don't have that one superstar. Randall's the ball sort of dies around Randall. He he the the ball doesn't move very well. He gets his shots. He's he's a good scorer. He's a, he's better in the paint than anybody on the Knicks in a long time. Right. But it doesn't seem to move very well, and they don't seem to have a um, a lot of balance. But but well, look, they're probably the most improved team in the NBA right now. Quickly, quickly's been that well, way uh, the last couple of games too. He had uh, quickly had thirty one points on Sunday night. He had six points last night. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, they were look, a lot Randall, of his points in garbage time the night before. Though, yeah, Randall. Well, I mean, you expected thirty one, but still, that's a big difference, though. Yeah, you know, Randall was minus fourteen. Uh, Robinson was minus fifteen. Barrett was minus seven. Alec Burks was minus five. Yep. Uh, so, uh, what's going on at Toppin? Is he uh, still coming back from injury? Is he going to be a starter soon, or what do you guys He's, think? Uh, well, He'll come off the bench. Oh, come off the bench. Where's he going to start? Is he going to take? Is he going to start over Randall, or is he going to start over uh, RJ Barrett? I, I don't see him starting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think I think the Knicks need. Uh, some firepower. I mean, the next bench has been, the good thing with them is they've been able to sort of have a little bit of a balance, even though he you know, Thibodeau doesn't go too deep into his rotations. Right. But, um, you know, their, their bench has been different days. And I think especially in today's NBA, um, different days, different guys get different minutes and it's just, right. I think who's available and, and what they're, uh, you know, who's 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 able to play? You know, Mitchell Robinson's been been really up and down. Uh, sure. Him and Randall sometimes don't look like they're matching up all that well. And then Noel comes in and looks great, but Noel has a great game, and then he's got two points. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, Tobin's been coming off the bench. He's been he, he had four points uh, last night, but uh, he, he played he played thirteen minutes. Yeah. Um, and that was it. But he would he would. I just yeah, think it's kind of high on the other forward. It's it's Randall, and the other forward is uh, Burks. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Burks is a shooting guard. Uh, no, that's what I mean. Like, they seemed high on Toppin coming out of the draft. And I saw small forward and shooting guard, but he was playing yeah. forward last night. So, yeah. Well, they really, yeah. I mean, it, I think Barrett's, you know, is Barrett a two or three? Uh, is, is Knox a, a three or a two? You know, I mean, I, yeah. I say a, I, I'd say uh, Knox, it's a, I'd say Knox, Knox is a three. Barrett's Knox is a three. We are to two. I'd say Barrett's a two on this team. Yeah. yeah. So, they, they're, well, they're, look, look, let's. Uh, what, what, what is they're their, just one or two superstars away from being a ch- championship team. Well, here's yeah. There's what is it? Uh, Mike Wilbon always says they're they're two years away, or Tony Kornheiser says they're two years away from being two years away. Two years away. <laughs> um, uh, look, here's the thing about the Knicks, though. If they're somewhat, uh, I think we said I said this last week or two weeks ago. If they're somewhat close to 500, you're happy, right? Right. I think I think I think they'll be 10, 12 games under 500, but that's still a huge improvement to where they were. Uh, they if they finish the season 10 games under 500, I'm fine with that. I think they'll probably be 15. If they're, 12 to 15 games under 500. If they're, yeah. if they're that much better record-wise, and again, you we're, we're seeing a, you know, a tenacious, young, energetic, defensive team, then you've got something that can attract some some outside talent. Right. Yeah. Um, am I seeing this right, by the way? Uh, switch back over to the game of the night, so to speak. 116-114 uh, with, <laughs> with, with 56 seconds 56 left. 56 seconds, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, this is like every every night is like an all star game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, just looking at the other scores right now, the game the game of the night is are the is, is yeah. sector, uh, Philly, Philly's won seventy four. Philly's a, right put up eighty three. I got here eighty three to seventy four. Yeah, uh, Milwaukee put left, up yeah. uh, one hundred one with five minutes left over Toronto. You know, so but. Uh, yeah, every every Nets game, they're they're gonna get a hundred and they're gonna give up a hundred, and then what the other two digits are, we don't know. We don't know. know. It's gonna be one. It's gonna be dot, triple dot. digits. Yeah. yeah, on both sides of the uh, scores. There game. will be over two hundred points scored. We know that. <laughs> I will tell you this, and, and not that they necessarily cover each other directly, but Joel Embiid has Anthony Davis's number. He's got twenty three points, and he's a plus sixteen right now, whereas Anthony Davis is a minus eleven. So it's. Uh, I think Embiid is an unappreciated talent. If he could stay healthy, and and, and I think Doc Rivers has done a, a good job of kind of changing things up a little bit and giving him, you know, some shooters. I mean, having uh, a Seth Curry on there changes how a Joel Embiid can play. I mean, you know, yeah. trust me, I know what it's like to have a big man who you dump it into, and then he looks to pass it out, and he's looking around going. Is there anybody? Is there anybody I really want to give the ball? Yeah, anybody, they got, is, there any, is there anybody else? They got Danny Green. They got uh, yeah. Simmons at thirteen tonight. Yeah, so you got Green, Tobias Harris, and and Seth Curry. And Seth Curry, and then you and you got Simmons who, if he ever gets a jump shot, he'll be amazing. Yeah, right. he'll, yeah. Never, he'll never. Let me let you in on a little secret. He's never going to have a jump He's shot. Never yeah. have a jump shot. Nobody Tough. develops a jump shot in the NBA. You have it or you don't. <laughs> Who was somebody who was just a, an atrocious shooter who became just lights out? One of the, no one, no one. Well, you did. Well, but not, not lights out, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. At least yeah. It's something. Yeah, I, I went from taking no shots a game to three. Right. Well, uh, that, that, that's three hundred percent improvement. Yeah, I just saw there's a friend of friend of mine, uh, family who lives in Florida, and they have a daughter who's I think fifteen, 
and she plays on the school basketball team. And they just completed their season. She's always posting a picture of the score. I don't think they they didn't lose a game. Right. They blew out every team they played by at least 20 points. The <laughs> final game was 54 to 4. <laughs> so 54 to 4. I don't That's know good. who they're playing, but uh, it's it's I I keep kidding that they're like playing uh, like elementary school teams or something. That's crazy. Um, so, but by the, way, uh, by the way, it's tied at the end of regulation. Yeah, you got you got you got overtime. Go to overtime again. You got an yeah. overtime game, man. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Trey Trey Young is just he's got twenty two tonight. I feel like that's a low night for him. He's 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 uh, he. He's a pretty darn good player. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, the the talks have a pretty, you know, when you got Cam Reddish and Danilo Gallinari coming in off the bench, that's, they got Clint Capella. They're not a bad team. Yeah. I just, it's, it's just funny that, you know, you're looking at this and, you know, I mean, I know they've only been playing together for a short time at this point, but, but Harden, Durant, and Irving should be. You know, uh, it, this should have been 146, 116, right? Now. Well, here's the thing. Well, Durant has 27, Irving's got 22, and Harden has 29. Right. They're doing what they're supposed to do. Nobody, there's only Nobody. one other guy in double digits. Two. Two. Uh, Bobby Brown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who's, yeah. Bobby Brown is playing the Like that one guy who can play some defense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, look, we're uh, what about twenty games into the season now, right? So, yeah, yeah. Which you know, uh, I mean, they're a little bit delayed because Kyrie was out for a week. But the, you know, I, I would, I was going to say by by, we have how many? Is it seventy two games this season? Sixty. Sixty. Okay. So certainly yeah. we're coming up rapidly. A third of the way through the season, right now. Yeah, or a third of the way through the season. So I, I would say in another ten games, and if you don't see. You know that that should tell you basically where, you know where things are. You should be gelling and coming together certainly by the mid waypoint. Yeah. yeah, I mean they really should be because I mean mm-hmm. if they don't if they don't at least if they're not at least in the Eastern Conference Finals, um, I'm not, I'd say win it if they're not at least in the Eastern Conference Finals. It was a bust, right? Doing this, doing this. Yeah. Uh, you know, if they don't go to the championship. I say the championship, but I'll even give them. I'll, I'll, I'll back it get, up a series. You know, if you get there and you lose to the Lakers, then you could say, okay, well, it's the Lakers with the greatest player ever, and AD, and they a better team than they had last year when they, you know. But if you don't get there, then that's an absolute right failure. Right. I mean, right now, I think they're. I think they have a hard time against the Sixers. I don't think they have a, uh, an easy time against the Bucks. Yeah, no, they're, they're not going to have an easy time. Uh, yeah, uh, no. The, I mean, the, Toronto the... is not even in the playoff run right now. But if Toronto gets their act together, that's not going to. Miami's Miami dismal. Uh, they're running. They're running out of time. Jimmy Butler hurt, or uh, you know, it's like yeah. We were we were saying that. I, I mean, I we, we were saying that he were they were going to be towards the top of the uh, the, the standings for the. Well, they just the haven't had. And... They haven't had a full team. Yeah. It's this COVID yeah. shit. I think Jimmy Butler's out because of COVID, isn't he? I don't know. I don't know. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are out for protocol, which means that, you know, the strippers were over. There you go. It's just, I don't know. It's worth it, though. I mean, I have, yeah, but a play, a play, if, if they don't Those have a good bubble, strippers, they don't, if they don't have a bubble, like in their traveling, an entire playoff series could be dictated by COVID. Yeah. Well, it could be. Live and learn. Live and learn. You live and you learn. 
they may i don't know that they, they don't uh they may have to bubble up before the regular season ends i don't yeah. know if you can do that if, if this key if this keeps maybe up. for the last you know well you got to remember i mean we're looking at the, the, the heater in florida right florida and this is we this goes back to baseball we're talking about right the second you know florida is almost as big a cesspool for for yeah. COVID right now as arizona is and somehow it worked last time though yeah. yeah but they all stayed in one area that's they're what they need to do about. i think they need right. to do it in north dakota they're not they're, they're, they're in the heater in the bubble in south beach that's not they need working. to do it in north dakota yeah uh yeah exactly yeah throw it in montana put everything Bo- in bozeman in, montana uh, there you go yeah, Bo- bozeman you montana, want to scare you. a bunch of <laughs> freaking uh, white people Put the NBA bubble in Bozeman. Throw in Bozeman, Montana. I don't even think they have a basketball court in Bozeman. They, they have probably not. But you never know. Anybody out there listening to this from Bozeman, Montana, uh, let us know if there's a basketball court in town. Well, we have Bozeman, the University Bozeman. of Montana running minors, and they're yeah. fantastic. <laughs> let us know. Um, all right. Well, we'll keep an eye on that game. Let's, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't think we're going to be. Well, it depends on how quickly they get through those uh few minutes of the uh overtime period but um is anything else we want to talk about for uh, nhl other than the fact that uh yeah what are the rangers doing <laughs> you know um i you know, are, when's top 10 zamboni drivers top 10 zamboni drivers is coming up <laughs> but the uh old uh, gum, gummy mcneil is always the best right exactly um, they're, 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 they've won one game. They won their second game against the Islanders. They're one, four and one right now. And, you know, I'm, the Islanders are, I think, you know, I, I, the Islanders are going to be right. It's the Islanders are going to be right there again. And they, I mean, the Devils are even looking better than the Rangers right now, but uh, that whole division, I mean, the East division, it's pretty tight right now. You know, it's everybody's, everybody's got at least six wins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, six, uh, six points, six points. Yeah. Six points. yeah. I knew what you meant though. Um, yeah. I mean, you're looking at the wins and losses, you know, you got one, four and one for the Rangers. You got, uh, or, uh, one, you know, uh, well, one overtime loss, uh, you know, the caps are undefeated. So, yeah. eh, but there is only one point separating them. So yeah, <laughs> that, that's, you know, the funny yeah, thing about the, the capitals are undefeated and yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're only a point ahead of the Rangers and the Islanders and the Devils. Yeah, I mean, or, you know. hockey's what it is. It's going to be the Capitals and a bunch of teams named after natural disasters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is true, but um, no, I think I, I, you know, you're still looking at. Um, I don't know. I, I think you got to look at Tampa. I mean. It's too, too early in the season. I mean, played six or seven games. I mean, a couple teams have played eight games. Could this finally be the year? Uh, the year when, of the what? When the Maple Leafs win a championship. When the Maple Leafs win a championship. We will see. What about your uh, What about your Avalanche out there? What do you think? Not my Avalanche. <laughs> Not your Avalanche. You know they look, they look good. They lost a couple that they should have won. They they uh, they're what are they four and three? I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And they're. Um, I think they'll be. I, I think they'll wind up. I think they'll wind up giving Vegas a run for their money in that division. And uh, I don't know, yeah, the Avalanche, are, I think, are going to be a team to deal with this year. Yeah, yeah, they 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 look good. They look good. Blues look good too in the in the West. So Blues um, look good. 
Um, but well, we'll see. The Canadians are undefeated too. Yeah, wouldn't that be great just to see the Canadians and the Maple Leafs, and maybe a decent Jets team? Well, that whole come on, on Winnipeg. I got a new Jets to root. Well, what's nice is that that whole is it the whole North Division is is Canadian? Yeah. Well, no, uh, no, except for. Uh, 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 no, it is. No, they're, 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 no, they're, North is all Canada. Yeah. Keeping the Canadians in Canada. Yeah. Toronto, yeah. Mon- uh, Montreal, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Vancouver, Calgary, right. and Ottawa. The Ottawa Rough Riders, huh? Uh, yeah. That's the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. <laughs> <laughs> and and every, every team in Edmonton are the Oilers. Every team. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, other than sports teams, there's nothing else in Edmonton. Yeah, Have you ever been to Edmonton? Nope. Have it's, you been to Edmonton? I have. You have been to Edmonton? Yeah. Do they have anything to do with oil there? It's a strange place. There's a lot of lumber that that goes on there, too. They, they, there's a lot of manufactured wood products that come out of Edmonton. But they are the nicest people in the world, but they're exactly what you – they're like a caricature of like somebody out of Wayne's world. And <laughs> that mall is the strangest mall. I think there was dolphins. If I'm, I, I, I might have been dreaming this, but I think there was dolphins in the mall. And then – there's some strange Was there water weird, or just like, dolphins? like walking just around dolphins. or old 72 dolphins yeah <laughs> signing autographs nick bonacani was head of oh you betcha oh, best undefeated team you kick almost as good as the 63 maple leaves you bet yeah we all got together when when them patriots were winning but then they lost the super bowl and we celebrated with some hard cider that's right yeah <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I gotta love it. I've never been out west in Colorado. In Colorado. I've never been out west in Canada. No. Uh, but uh, yeah. I'll have to go now. I'll check out these uh, dolphins in the mall. Well, not now. No. I, I would start with yeah. Vancouver over Edmonton. Oh, yeah. I want to get to Vancouver. Is definitely on my list. I got to get out to Vancouver. Now that I've offended Western Canadians. No, not yeah. at all. There's only six of them in the whole. They, they <laughs> put on their, I uh, can't show my face in in Edmonton now. In Regina. We'll, we'll just yeah. There you go. We'll uh, we'll make up uh, we'll make up a uh, big uh, logger room toques and we'll send them up there and we'll oh, sure yeah. we'll to, once everything clears up we'll do a remote broadcast from Edmonton from and Edmonton. Calgary absolutely we'll get Lanny <laughs> McDonald on the show absolutely absolutely <laughs> the Calgary uh, top we'll take, ten Calgary Flames of all we'll, time we'll take an Oilers game and uh, and we'll do a, we'll do a remote live remote from the uh, from the arena That's right. um, yeah the uh, uh, the um, not not to go back to NBA, I'll just take the crawl off here. Um, the Nets are pulling away uh, a little bit. One twenty seven, one twenty one now. Yeah, still two and a half left. Still two and a half left. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. Uh, but that's uh, that's the way it goes, uh, shall we say? Um, well, oh, and the Seventy Sixers are up by nine on the Lakers, and the uh, Texans hired the. Uh... Baltimore Ravens assistant coach David Culley. So uh, it, it looks like, and uh, it looks like maybe Eric Bannemi is not going to be a head coach this year again. Yep, it does look that way. Well, uh, his his uh, his biggest thing is the fact that he keeps playing. Right, he keeps going. Uh, <laughs> he goes all the way to the Super Bowl. I think uh, that might have something to do with it. He's not going to sit down and have a talk with anybody while he's uh, still uh, while his team's still playing. So. But, yeah, but what's uh, uh, what's the few extra weeks? Is that really the difference maker? We uh, just can't wait. We need to know now. Well, that's everybody. Is that every team? No, that's not every team. Has Atlanta Atlanta hired? Yes, Atlanta hired. Um, yeah, that is everybody. 
Yeah. So, so yeah. Well, you're yeah, right. You, you are right. You're right. It's it's because he's in the playoffs, not because he's, he's in the playoffs. Not because of racism or anything like no, that. No, no, no. So, it's because he's <laughs> in the playoffs. All right. Well, on that just note, like we have just too many black head coaches right now. Let's, sure, right. let's we don't we don't need another one right now. No, no. We don't need like three. Right. That would be insane. Well, on that note, folks, <laughs> uh, we'll uh, we'll wrap the show up for today. We want to thank everyone for watching, and for those of you listening to the audio podcast, thanks for listening. And don't forget to visit our website, www.logroom.com. That's L-A-G-E-R-R-O-M.com. And please remember, like us and follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our YouTube channel. All of them are at The Logger Room. Remember, we go live with the video podcast on both Facebook and YouTube every Wednesday. Uh, starting next week, it's going to be at 7.30, folks. We're moving it a half an hour, 7.30. It's been starting close to that anyway, so we're calling it 7.30. Uh, for those of you that want to just listen to the audio podcast, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and Stitcher. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to one or more of those feeds, and you will never miss a show. Again, thanks for following along with us. Have a wonderful rest of the week and a great weekend. Uh, there's not a lot of there's no football to watch unless you want to watch the uh, uh, Pro Bowl the, uh, celebration, Pro Bowl Pro Bowl celebration, and a video game in place of it. Um, but if you want to, if that's your thing, enjoy it, enjoy the hell out of it, and we'll be back next week, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care, guys. Cheers. Peace. Don't get to a cabin of mine in a jumpsuit.